This episode of Limit Break Radio is made possible by our generous Patreon donors, including Britana Agresta of Behemoth, Prismatic Illusion of Leviathan, and Darian Rados of Lamia. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. And by... Crazy Cookies Cookie Factory. Are you looking for a delicious snack at affordable prices? Then look no further than Crazy Cookies Cookie Factory. Our crazy cookies feature cookie flavors you simply won't find anywhere else. Try our marshmallow pudding. It's slimy to the touch. Or the Cogent Crunch, turtle soup sold extra. The White Mage Macaroon is our Crazy Factory's signature cookie, sure to please all your plenary indulgences. We're in the Uldon Merchant Strip between Papa's Tombstones and Skurro's Anal Corks, so stop on by. Crazy Cookies Cookie Factory, don't let your cookies be dreams. See what's on this dying form of media communication called the radio. So what if he wants to come home and spend time online with this guild and pleasure elves running around with his orky friends? Oh my goodness, this is awful! Escalia. I don't think Caitlyn Jenner is a hero. And Mika. And I can't fucking stand being in the same room with her. Limit Break Radio. Welcome to Limit Break Radio, episode 125. God damn. That number just keeps getting higher. I, I it's not going to get lower. I know. Maybe it should, though. Maybe we should start counting back down. <laughs> what happens at zero? Show's over. Uh, yeah, we're done. I no, think we're sh- I think that's a, I think we've given people fair warning at that point. <laughs> we, we've, we've signed up for 125 more of these. Yeah, we're at the halfway point officially. There we go. It's going to start counting down now. It's all we're counting down. down. We're counting down in multiples of five. Uh, no, no, no. Well, you guys got to remember. You guys got to remember though that we we count down only until about episode 14 or 15, and then we have to start making three part or parter episodes. Yeah, it, then it goes back to being monthly, and that's we right. do three recordings. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. Anyway. But then uh, we have to go through 64 episodes of Final Fantasy XI. Oh, oh man. my God. What a way to close it out. We, we People had one think of it's episodes. done and we start talking about eleven again. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, do we have to follow the Benjamin Button cycle of podcasting? I don't think that we... I didn't I didn't know that that's what we signed up no, for. It's going to be great. Around episode 44, I'm going to do episode 13 of VOV. It's there gonna you be go. good times. We're going to count everything and backwards. And I guess I'll see... Maybe we can do He Says, She Says again, too. Though. We have way different <laughs> definitions of good times. Uh, yeah. Agreed, actually. <laughs> fact. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Anyway, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. We are live on twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio starting at 4 p.m. For our podcast listeners, that's 
that like that would like to join us live. If you are one of the lucky that uh, get to join us live, because this is an exclusive club, mind you, uh, then uh, you might also be able to call the show. And uh, you can do that by uh, sending a Skype message over to Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord if you'd like to call in using Discord. But we invite your calls today. We're going to be talking about the Stormblood storyline. Yes, that that's right. This is, this is our spoiler, spoiler episode. episode. Yes, so. Kooky finally finished the main storyline <laughs> quest, so we that's get to right. dive in. That's right. I thought we were going to talk about 90s cartoons. <laughs> No, that Damn. was the last No, 90s show. anime. Oh, that's right. No, that's next week. Ah. Yes, that's right. Anyway, thanks for joining us. Uh, LimitBreakRadio.com is the website. We are, of course, live from Eorzea. Let's kick, kick it on over. Please start counting down. There's better FFXive podcasts out there. <laughs> Look at my boobs grow up. Yeah. so disturbing. Ouch. My tits just came in and one fell swoop. <laughs> my tits just came in. It's weird. It's weird that it happened at 27. I admit. Yeah. No, it's oh, just... Shit, I'm 28. It's, it's, <laughs> it's the best thing since his balls drop. It's just <laughs> overall weird. Sure. I, thanks, Juxta. I, I, I mean, like, there's you put so much work into it that I, f- I, I wouldn't feel right changing it back, but... We're not changing it. Hell no. I, I, it, it is definitely a, a weird thing every time that it happens. It Dude, makes, have you seen some of the higher tier ones? Yes, I have. They are so good. <sighs> I just they make me have weird boners and I I just I need to explain I need to understand why that is animated characters how are they turning you on because it's based on a real person (laughs) so he's always thinking of his scalia growing tits yeah great based on a real person until they until they explode and I don't know what that is but that gives me the boner wow well yeah Uh, I mean it's probably the blood are you into the viscera is that your thing someone needs to donate that much to be able to see that actually there's like uh like that that like fetish where you like get blown up until you explode that's a thing right i think so uh, i mean it what? has to be like with air like you just like pe- pumping like <laughs> air into you and you like blow up like a balloon and then you eventually explode right i inflation is a fetish isn't it i have um, i think, I think so yeah is. i think yeah. inflation is it's yeah like, it's like a subset of the f- like chubby fetish i feel like I, I i have watched a lot of porn and i mean a lot of porn. <laughs> Chad is confirming in my day. Okay, well, I've shut. never run across that. I, you, I mean, said, you just said, you just said, you just said porn because po- this is animated. Oh. Yeah, this is oh. a real person. Boob for school. Uh. Oh, yeah. there's the next tier up. All there's, right, now we have actually money coming out of my boobs. Yeah, because we're a lot not bigger. What's the last tier? Uh, one hundred, one hundred or more is the top oh. tier. Uh, yeah. where you get and to we see, haven't seen that. No one's seen that yet. You get to see something that you never thought you'd ever see. That's right. And maybe hoped. <laughs> no, no. Anyway. Oh, yeah, no. Weird. Callow. Happy birthday! Callow, you're watching it when it happens. Whose birthday is it exactly? Everyone's. Really? Everyone deserves this. I mean, I guess. Anyway, thanks for joining us today. Uh, again, if you'd like to call in, talk about Stormblood storyline... That's what we're talking here today on Limit Break Radio. Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. Since it has been the subject of much debate uh, in the past couple of weeks, I thought, you know, like maybe I should address where my progression is in the in the storyline since 
there's like 200 people or at least i mean 200 comments worth of people that seem to be very invested into where i am at this particular well you can't have opinions if you haven't even done it yeah right like how could we possibly be talking about the msq today if i have not actually done it you're right we shouldn't talk about i mean there's a lot of week there's a lot of people there's a lot of people where you know if you were to believe Reddit or YouTube comments or anything of that, you know, of that sort, that I'm stuck back at like 64. Right? Like, right. Yeah. You're still at 64, though? I'm not, though. Oh, oh you're not? No, okay. I'm not. No. So you're done? I'm Scandalous. Almost done. I'm at, oh, I'm at, oh I'm at Menagerie. I'm at Menagerie. All oh, right. So you're on the final fight. Well, I hear that fight is really, really hard, so you might be there for a while. You're waiting for them to nerf it, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, that's, yes, that's exactly. Can we just do it on stream for you right now? Nope. (laughs) Sure can't. I feel like we we need to. I think we all want to. So that Reddit can finally, finally be at peace. Um, It's all right. We we, we caught him up on everything. Here's the thing. Here, let me, let me, let me explain why I'm not going to do it on the show. Okay. Clicker. Um, yes, that is exactly what, no, um, the reason we're not going to do it on the show is because I would actually have to load up the game on my computer instead of, uh, doing the remote play from the, from the PlayStation four. And if you think that it gets hot in here with just the four of us after three hours, it's going to have the computer on. It's literally, it will singe my leg hair. So it turns into Mount Doom. If I keep it next to the computer for too long. I think it'd be fun to try to see you like run the topic discussions while also fighting Marilyn. I, 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 <laughs> well, first of all, he's a tank, so it's not like he has to do much. Nika, right. I just like to point out you're the only one that doesn't have to share this room with us. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. This, this, is, this does not affect you like it affects us. So maybe you should go fuck yourself. That's check your privilege. Fine, bye. I mean, I'm, I'm just telling you, if it gets too hot in here, my pants come off. So oh, that's that's where yeah. it's at. Listen, you I know, have maybe seen. We should try having you go through that fight. And st- <laughs> I have seen enough of Ascalia's anatomy today. Okay, no, I don't, have, don't need to see anymore. How about Please. a little more? How about like you know, just like how about how about just the tip? <laughs> mm. <laughs> no, just just you, know, the tip. you have a drop for that. No, we don't we have, have adjust the tip. We do not. That is amazing that we don't. We though. do not. Well, we have. I'm coming! I'm coming! Which is just as good. Yeah, Let's my, be honest. That's my go-to. Anyway, I think the chat would be thrilled if I took my pants off. I'm sure that they would, but, but none of us want to be that uncomfortable. None of us. None of us want to be that uncomfortable. Both by the fact Getting, that your pants obviously. are off and the fact that it's so fucking warm in here. Amen. So and plus, if he doesn't have to wear pants, and I'm not wearing. Pants. Oh, never mind. <laughs> That's off the table. And never mind. So, but needless to say, I did get to seventy. I did get through Alamigo, uh, and and I, I we can we can have a conversation about the story. So you don't mind if we everyone after credits. We are. I, I already. Yeah, we already told him. I already. Yeah, okay. I already went out of my way to watch it. I know what happens. It's fine. Okay. I, I just need to do the fight. That's it. Okay, so good fight. By the we're way. we're I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. We're all on the same page that I have established my credibility again. Let it never be questioned. Let's and move of on. course, all of your opinions have changed. You feel you feel very differently about the story now. Now that you've done it, 
Now you love everything about Stormblood. No. Oh. <gasps> it's wow. almost like it didn't matter to begin with. Damn I'm, it. I mean... Okay, well, it's because you didn't do it in a timely manner. If you would have like, <laughs> beat the storyline quickly, then uh, you, you would have extra have the, credibility. You real feel of... Yeah, you didn't get you didn't get the pure experience. <laughs> God. Yeah, the pure experience of not being able to progress because the game won't let you. Yeah. Shit, yeah. 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 That was a good time. So, anyway... Uh, just so, just so everyone is perfectly clear, uh, that's where, that's where I'm at. Um, and, uh, yeah, fin- uh, uh, finished, uh, Alamigo just before we went on the air for Final Encounter Cast. Literally. So, yeah. All, a lot of this is very, very fresh in my mind. So, uh, excited to talk about story here today. Again, line those calls up. Kuki is waiting to take your calls. Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715. LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. Um, we'd love to hear about anything. You, Any of your opinions about Stormblood. Yeah, literally just anything. Yeah, uh, you, you know what? <laughs> Call us up and fart into the phone. We don't really care. Uh, if you do that, we might not stop laughing for like 20 minutes. That... That, Please do it. You know what? That might that might be true. Um, but yeah, no, we'd love to we'd love to hear any of your opinions on uh, on Stormblood. We're taking them here today on the show. Of course, we have our own opinions on the story of Stormblood. Uh, we'll get to that in just a few minutes. But first, let's check out what's going on in FF14 News. This is a limit breaking news update. Square Enix seems to really be going all out for Gamescom this year. They have a massive present, which includes two booths, 72 game stations, and one big-ass stage. All content will be streamed from Final Fantasy XIV's official Twitch channel. Throughout the entire event, you can expect to see such special things as PvP exhibition matches, PvP interviews with Yoshi, Yoshi and Foxclon taking on Suzanu and Lakshmi Extreme with attendees. What? A special talk with Yoshi about the classic Final Fantasy elements present in Final Fantasy XIV, a cosplay contest, and much, much more. So... It's just Banfest? Where, I was like, where was this at? Where was this at E3? Yeah. For real. Not just that, but I mean, like... I bet they get t-shirts. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, you can get oh, both sure Lakshmi and Su- Susanna t-shirts. Yeah, two t-shirts. They've got two. Those. They you get at, so at uh, some AX or... No, some, not AX. It was E3 or something. Somewhere had both t-shirts already in America. Uh, uh, I don't E3 know if it was just Susano. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it yeah. PAX and that was it. No, that was at E3. Maybe yeah. it will be at PAX as well, but that's and not maybe right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I, I, yeah, absolutely frustrating for all of those FF14 fans that traveled all the way out to FanFest only to and wanted to fight Suzanu and Lakshmi with Foxconn and Yoshi. Well, no, but I mean, like, even just having a having a, a, a T-shirt or anything at that point would have would have been helpful. I mean, we had the Omega Challenge, which ha. <laughs> what was that challenge? Bull- what was that bullshit? Um, you mean that's al- what she Ultima said. Challenge? Or Ultima, yeah. Ultima, whatever it was, yeah. yeah especially because at the first Fan Fest, we got a t shirt just for registering, and then we got a t shirt for beating Odin. So, like, we had <laughs> two t shirts at the first Fan Fest. That's right. You guys got two t shirts? You could call me yeah, Tommy Two t shirts. It was cool. It, oh. And Yero Boob Fun. There we go. Oh, oh my god. Uh, weirdest boner ever. Yeah. Anyway, um, no, the, the other the other teacher said the fan festival in the front, and then the back. Swing. She's cool. still on the fucking fan festival, yeah, right? Did we, you we not see his boobs explode? 
That was awesome. My tits just exploded everywhere. Swing. It, oh, no, I don't have the stream open. Your, your tits, oh my your tits just exploded. Thank you. Thanks, Nika. Good job. What are you doing? Stop doing <laughs> That's that. That's not me. Fucking whoever's doing that, I'm going to murder you right now. Do you not like that? No, that is not a fun sound. <laughs> I'll mute you. I will mute you for the rest of the show. <laughs> I swear to fucking God. Sorry. What, what? Sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Anyway. Uh, so, no, but the, uh, boobs exploding into money. That's, that's... Yeah. Bloody money. Oh, hashtag ban Nika. <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't, okay, I can't keep that open because it's oh. not in real time, so... I she ever, she missed out. She just wanted to, to see my boobs explode into money. No, I just, I heard it. I just didn't get to experience. It's not. Experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was an experience. Right. I'm sorry. Sure. I have no yeah. credibility on this experience. Let's, I can't speak on it. I'm sorry. Listen, guys. Yeah. Okay, Nika. Yes, of course. Let's just move on. Let's move on. On August 27th comes the fourth year anniversary of Final Fantasy XIV. Square Enix is going to mark that occasion with a 14-hour live stream. Yay! What, you may be asking? How do they have 14 hours worth of content? Wow. Good question. On the docket, they have listed an introduction to Yoshi's room, whatever the fuck that is. Does that mean he's literally showing off his in-game room, how he decorated it? Maybe that's part one. I really his real life room where he plays the game. I really hope that we get to see Yoshi P's rape dungeon. <laughs> you know I make this game right. Well, apparently there is enough for three of these segments. There's part one, part two, and part three. Uh, part two. Now made- we're just now we're just now we're just pushing the boundary to see what we can get get away with. Oh, I, the fact that that we have now said the 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 phrase Yoshi P rape dungeon. Like, if there's anything that might get this get this show pulled off the air, it might be that. Well, Wait, are you trying to part- tell me that you don't think Yoshi P is a known in-game rapist? Well, no, I'm... I'm he is a lollipop. I mean, I, I, I'm just... Right, I'm talking about, like, like his, like, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey room, you know what I mean? Like, sure. he has that moment where, like, he's like, you know, I have some very interesting tastes, and uh, I don't know, I've never seen the fucking movie or no, the he fin- piece of shit book. He finishes up having people like Kooky annoy him at conventions and works out his aggression by going back and molesting people in his room. Okay, um... Part two. That's, I mean, of course, I'm speculating. Like, part that's two not is going to include. <laughs> How does he pick who he molests? Part two. I would. I would assume that, like us, he uses a wheel. It's Connie Senna, guys. <laughs> part two is going to include the voice actress for Connie Senna. Okay. okay. That, oh, that's who he's molesting. Oh, Connie. Oh, Connie's here. I assume, right? Oh my god. Because he's the developer, he can molest NPCs if he wants. <laughs> he can make. The, he can make people program that. I'm not saying he does. I'm just saying he has the power, and no one can prove that he hasn't done it. Other guests include. I just when you say when you say <laughs> tour of Yoshi B's room, like it's just you know what I mean. Like introduction I, I, to. I feel like there was a, a different 14 hour stream that also had that as a segment name, and I cannot remember what it actually was. Well, until it's proven to be something else, I mean, I think it's just as reasonable to assume he molests people in it. I, I, right. Well, no, I, I mean, what maybe, maybe that's rooms? maybe that's maybe that's a little bit far. Maybe Is just it? to expect to see him in a leather banana hammock and, uh, you know, matching paddle. It might be a little bit far, but you can't prove it's not. <laughs> You ever I mean, seen I mean, a grown man naked? I mean, until until the segment airs, and then it's uh, like, then it's yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, once the segment airs, but if you're going to tune in and watch a known molester, I, I guess go ahead and do that. <laughs> oh my God, we need to stop calling him a molester. Okay. Uh, <laughs> other special- I'm sorry, known in the context that I said it on a show one time. Oh my God. Other special guest includes Akihiro Hino, the president and CEO of Level 5, which probably means we'll be seeing more Yokai Watch again. Hooray! Oh, Jesus. Fucking God damn it. Yeah. So when I said he's a molester, I meant he molests else? us as players. <laughs> There might be some truth to that. Uh, they'll also be doing the next live letter from the producer, and uh, they'll also be doing a segment titled From Eorzea with Love. Oh, maybe that that's means. the molesting segment. <laughs> <laughs> this has only gone to prove my point. Great. Or at awesome. least not say it's not true. No, I mean, remember, any of this is going to be better than that time we had 14 hours of them trying to grind Fates for the relic weapon. Listen, I'm I sure... I watch 14 hours of people getting molested. I think Fates is much more appropriate. Listen, I'm sure... I'm sure... <laughs> listen, I'm sure whatever ass-fucking is going to be done on this stream is going to be completely consensual, considering that we willingly hand over our $12 every single month to be able to play this 15, game. 15, thank you. And really, the only people that are getting fucked in the ass is 14 players. Is us, the yeah. level of hell will welcome you! <laughs> Specifically us. I mean, all 14 players, I guess, but yeah. us more than any. Speaking of actual molestation, uh, you know you've been waiting for this. Set your alarms. Daddy of Light is coming to Netflix. That son of a bitch! On Friday, September 1st. Oh, oh my God. Per Netflix's description, a father and son rekindle their bond through the online role-playing game Final Fantasy XIV in this live-action series based on a true story. Based on a true story. being. Racist. Yeah, based on Yoshi's role play he's doing on stream. I got it. Oh my god. I'm actually okay. So it's a thing where you can do like obviously not stream the movie, but like you can have like live washings, right? Where everyone like pushes play at the same Reaction time. Reaction events. Yeah. I'm totally down for doing this on our stream. Uh, well, we can all just like queue it up on our Netflix and watch it together. Oh, um, reaction videos to us doing Whoa, it? Whoa, so, so you're saying you might actually see Nika on stream yeah, and not just because she's AFK on somebody else's screen. Are you mental? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so so we can do this. Anyone who's interested in watching this with me, let's 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 plan a time. We'll do this. We'll do this. I'm in for that. Cool. I've watched worse shit. I'm sure. Yeah, like that time that we had to watch Mystery Science Theater. Is this a <laughs> thing people do? Like get gathered together and like watch molestation videos? <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, yeah, yes, no. Chuck, so that is a thing people do. There's usually a lawsuit or a criminal in charge it's over called, it, but yeah. It's called group masturbation by J.K. Rowling's own Twitter account. Hufflepuffs do that. Oh, man. Frequently. Yeah. Hufflepuff what? sounds no, like a good Hufflepuff time. Do that. Mm, really, Nika? It's not as good as you think. Really? If you are a Hufflepuff, I'm just saying, maybe you do do it. You might not know. Like mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, maybe you just got a little more Slytherin in you than you I'm know. Ju- I'm just... I- <laughs> Or you need a little more Slytherin in you. Yeah, what what uh what is Senpai's house? <laughs> um Day oh. He's a Ravenclaw. Alright, well, hmm. you know. Hmm. This got really weird. Yeah. <laughs> 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 this got super weird. I'm like, I don't think I can say that I'm a Slytherin now without it being sexual harassment in the workplace. Whoever thought on Limit Break Radio that it would get weirder than Yoshi P's Rape Dungeon <laughs> and that it would have anything to do with Harry Potter. Challenge accepted. I mean, you know Christ what? Actually, people. I saw this coming. I mean, a few years ago. Uh. God damn it. What? That's it for news in Final Fantasy 14. <laughs> Thank God. Is it? Man, I can't wait for September 1st. (laughs) I can. Why? uh, Because this... my dick! Fucking... For, uh, like... 
this is going to be so awful. Yeah, that's correct. And and you realize there's it, no way that it could be good. And you realize Let's plan it for the second. That's the Saturday. This is going to be out. a show, Nero. But again, like, uh, oh, is, absolutely, this is going to be an episode. What is what is FF14's mar- like? I swear to God, their marketing team is like one old like dude in his seventies. That like had one campaign that worked in, you know, like the late 70s, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And, and and everything else he's ever done has been based off of that one successful campaign. So you get billboards, you get fucking Daddy of Light, you get Mrs. Freshly's. That kind of shit is popular in Japan, let's be real. Like, it's never going to be. Mrs. fucking Freshly's and goddamn <laughs> billboards? I mean, Speaking of that. that. Like, the shit like the Daddy of Light, like that drama shit is so popular in Asia. Speaking of which, don't you have something for me to eat on air today? Actually, you, I mean, you got to go down to the to the vending machine. Oh, it's downstairs. Yeah, it's, it's in. I'm, How much I'm, is that? Do I have the money? I I think it's a I think it's a dollar, like a, a, dollar. a dollar or two. That's your penis. Get 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 a few of them. I have go. I got one dollar. Um, I give me some cupcakes. Do you have a dollar? Give him a dollar. No. You got to give him. Yes, you have to give him a. <laughs> if you want, I mean. I'm going downstairs to get mine. Go. Be right back. Yeah. Uh, there might be two cupcakes in that package. What are you getting? Okay, there, We have the Mrs. Freshly's FF14 branded <gasps> packs. What? Down in the fucking vending machine in my in, in on the first floor. Does he even know where he's going? I don't think he has any idea where he's going. He's going to walk around the first floor and uh, just have no clue. Do, does he know where he's going? What? I don't think he does. Hey, hey, you know where he's going? <laughs> this is, oh, this is a great on-air bit. Is it down by the back door? Yeah, it's, it's the, the back, back door. door. Okay, all right. Yeah, he's going. Um, all right. So yeah, we're gonna get a pack of uh, of of the FF14 branded Mrs. Freshly's <laughs> cupcakes and see if we can taste the Eorzea. Oh, is he a dollar? I think it's a dollar. Oh, hold on, I'll give him a dollar. He's gone. So he's I, gone. So you're he yeah, you're does. gonna be getting the. Uh, I mean. What are we sending him on multiple trips? Like <laughs> that'd be a funny bet. We should every time it. he comes back, we send him for something different. <laughs> Somebody else has a dollar. Um, all right, so uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see if we can taste the Eorzea in uh, in Mrs. Freshly's, and this is good because this is this is the vending machine that receives, and this is why I didn't want to buy them, not because I'm cheap, but. Um, that that vending machine receives like a good six hours of of just pure light in the morning, which melts <laughs> melts all of the. If you want to buy chocolate out of there, like prepare to eat melty chocolate because there is no like even even it's in, like one big blob of an M M&M and M all stuck together. Even, yes, even at four in the morning, right? Like at like sun has been off of the vending machine for as long as it possibly can uh, you you'll still buy Reese's peanut butter cups that will st- all of the chocolate on the on the on the um peanut butter no all of the chocolate on the outside will stick to the fucking wrapper so you just get this big hunk of like disc of peanut butter yeah that's it that sounds pretty it's good it's just like an emulgation of yeah it's off it's fucking awful you know who would eat Every, that though? A, a, a fucking joe uh, fucking Escali, this guy right Escali. here would as well. Oh, um, you know what he has to do every time we go to the mall. You know, Dippin' Dots. They have mm-hmm. Dippin' Dots like ice cream I machines, vending dots. machines, vending machines. Yeah, so that the, the, these these Dippin' Dots ice cream have just been sitting in here for who knows how long. Oh, they have that at it's, my mall too. I eat that sometimes. It's oh, freeze dried ice cream. It doesn't expire. This guy it's, gets it. It's 
ice cream of the future. And it, the thing is, is that it's not actually Dippin' Dots. It's um, it's an offshoot of Dippin' Dots, the vending machine kind. Yeah, yeah, it is. He, yeah, he, he doesn't even know what he's Dippin talking Dots. about. And he's but you spend like what, like no, seven, I have eight a, bucks I have for that? My oh my too. god, it's like three fifty, four bucks. Yeah, it's like four dollars. Can I you not afford that? It's more than you should be spending on that. But it tastes great. It's delicious. Shut oh up. Yeah, thank you, Nika. All right, yeah. Stop for a moment and realize that Nika's agreeing with you. I love the smell of queef in the morning. <laughs> oh, oh. oh my god. I got weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, guess. I, I just want to point out one thing real quick. Uh, that our news deskian uh, Kahlo Landis messed up. The 14-hour stream is actually on September 1st. The four-year anniversary was August 27th. Okay. So it was on the, 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 20, the 1st of September. <laughs> on the which? It's the same, so it's the it's same on, day that Daddy of Light comes out. So yeah. they're going to be streaming Daddy of Light on the stream. That's Yoshi's room tour. Nice job. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I uh, just opened my mouth and out it came. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I did not realize it would take this long. Hey, there we go. I've been, I, on, I've been I, on a journey. I hope you like multiple trips. Yeah, I got a dollar for you. Oh, I don't. Great. I don't know why you didn't wait for me. Oh my god. Well, there's two in here. You want two? Yeah, I'm not gonna share with anyone else. What the fuck are you thinking? So okay, so a couple oh, things god. about that trip, uh, Nate. There is a large wet puddle on the bottom of your uh, staircase that I stepped in. Oh, good. Uh, with only socks on. So that um, was good. That's most. <laughs> if I had to guess, if I had to guess, that's probably oh, okay. Most then likely, I guess just pout dog pee. Great, if, uh, yeah, because my neighbor's got a new dog. Okay, at some point. oh, and yeah. it's still learning. Wait, yeah. it's on the it's on our floor. It's no, on, it's on the first floor. It's on the oh, first floor, oh, okay. right yeah. at, the, at the landing. Uh, secondly, on the way back up, I took the elevator up to avoid said incident. Uh, and two people in the elevator took one look at this and said, "You know, those will kill you, right?" <laughs> <laughs> And I then had to explain I'm doing this for a part of, of a bit on a radio show, and they looked at me weird. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure that they did. So that's been that my is, trip. All right, I, I want you to know that regardless of how these make you feel, we are still going to expect you to put just as much time and effort into the outline for Checkpoint this week. Okay, yeah. great. Right. Can I point out, this is just a Hostess cupcake. It really is. Wait, what? It Let's pretty much it. is. It's yeah. just, a, it's even got like the swirl. Yeah. It's not a Cinnabon at all. No, no. this is well, literally. They have multiple. Mrs. Freshly's is a is a diversified brand. <laughs> a diversified brand Call of all kinds. Poppy's hostess. I've never even heard of it. Very, is very it, is prestigious. Is it a hostess? Is it a hostess? Look at it. Is, it does it say hostess? No, it, it says Mrs. Freshly. Oh, okay. All right. So they, they're ripping say. off hostess. Give me the fucking cupcake. I'm fucking Juxta, hungry. Hang on, Juxta. Are you getting your own fucking cupcake? Is he getting it? I'll go are, get you okay, one. Okay, yes, go. Yes, sweet. he's gonna go get you one. <laughs> Did you announce that we have on Skype next week? I fucking love. No, we didn't. We didn't mention that. We should probably mention that before we get into uh, into talking about the Stormblood story. All right, real quick uh, announcement for the show. Uh, next week we are going to be doing the show over Skype. Uh, we're also going to probably be doing. Uh, uh, doing Final Encounter cast as well over wow. Skype or Zoom. Yeah, that would make sense, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, next week actually is um, is the hydroplane boat races that happen outside the studio every year. So um, in in order to try to, uh, you know, cut down on the overall noise of like, you know, you just hear it vaguely in the background like, mm-hmm. 
something like that, it gets really annoying. So uh, we're going to do it by Skype so that I've only got to use my microphone. And then the following weekend, um, that is uh, Labor Day weekend, we're actually going to be taking both uh, Final Encounter Cast and Limit Break Radio off. We're going to give everyone you a dick. We're going to give everyone a break uh, for a weekend. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back uh, the following the following uh, Sunday. So whatever that is. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure that we'll have like some kind of best of um, Juxta when you ran the the vodcast. How did that go? Oh, good. Yeah. Was yeah. that pretty easy to do? Yeah, it was pretty easy. I yeah. just I just let it uh, run and then I went raiding. Oh. In Pokemon Go. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say. He was like, what? what? I, I was going to say. Um, so anyway, yeah, um, that, that's what uh, that's what we're going to be doing next week and the following week. Um, thank you guys for uh, for all of your support. By the way, we are supported over at patreon.com slash limit break radio. Um, and, uh, and 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 again, while while we wait for. Uh, Escalia to come back with with Juxta's cupcake. Um, we are uh, completely listener supported uh, at this point. We actually we did get we talked about this a little bit on Final Encounter Cast. Um, you know we've been working on uh, endeavors like Final Encounter Cast and like Checkpoint Radio um, to try to you know uh, broaden our audience a little bit. And uh, we do we're able to do Final Encounter Cast as long as our uh, patron account stays above two thousand dollars and the the funding model the the business model for uh checkpoint radio despite what reddit seems to think where they think that we pay radio stations to be on their airwaves um but we actually we get a revenue split and uh it's split with a couple of companies that we work with but um we did get our first revenue split back from may and it was uh about 300 bucks so um that show obviously Ooh, high. Uh, now now that was being paid for back in may um when we only had i think three or four affiliates uh many many contracts had not gone through at that point so there's only you know there's there's only up to Is go like a partial month wasn't it um i i don't know if that was a partial month or not but um, that that is uh, sort of what we're looking at uh, for checkpoint, and uh, you know, like in the interest of transparency, um, because we want to be transparent with not just our listeners but um, our donors, because really there is no difference in my mind. Um, that uh, you know, it's going to take a while for um, you know for something like checkpoint radio to uh, be able to um, you know uh, compensate us, uh, you know, the way that we've been. Uh, able to through the Patreon account. So until we're able to bridge that gap a little bit more meaningfully, uh, we have to ask you to continue to support us over at patreon.com slash limit break radio. Give whatever is appropriate for your budget, whatever you can afford on a monthly basis. We would really appreciate it. It goes to help support not just limit break radio and this uh, crazy show that we do here, but it also goes to support uh, final encounter cast and checkpoint radio. And our primary mission is to be able to pay our talent we want to be able to pay the people who dedicate their time to the show and if you listen there's probably at least one of the personalities like you may not love me and that's fine i get it but um, everyone loves me there maybe well some people you know, sure, like yeah. some weirdos. I, know. I have a white knight army so i know some people love hey. me 
you, you douchebag. So, you know, if, if there is someone on the cast that, you know, you like or you listen to the show every week, you derive some kind of value out of, uh, out of what we do here at Limit Break Radio, then uh, we ask that uh, you support at a, at, you know, at a monthly rate that uh, you can afford. So that's over at Patreon.com slash Limit Break Radio. We've got uh, all kinds of uh, different givebacks like T-shirts and uh, keychains and postcards. Uh, postcards. That's right. Postcards from Eorzea. Um, and uh, what, what's what's the status of that, Kahlo? Uh Senpai will obviously be going out at the end of the month. And our next artist, which is our uh, fan favorite friend of the show, Melkyria, has let's already... Not, let's not say things we can't do. Back <laughs> has uh, already started working on the October card, which is going to feature Nika in a... Halloween situation. Ooh. Very spooky. I've uh, seen a work in progress Very already, spooky. and uh, she said she should have that to me uh, within the coming weeks. Maybe right. even before the Senpai card. But. So, patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. $20 a month will uh, get you into the exclusive postcards from Eorzea. Uh, we want to thank uh, all of our artists that have been uh, uh, generously uh, contributing to, to, to that campaign, as well as uh, Kahlo, all of your hard work on that. So, thank you. Um, um Speaking of, Melchuria uh, actually did a thing for you and Nero. What? It's, uh, it's, it's kind of a surprise, so you haven't seen it yet, but uh, Kuki's going to throw it up in the chat here real quick. Yeah, this is for you. Do you remember the uh, You Are Best Girl? Yeah, of course I do. It's, it's, it's been immortalized. Oh, really? You, you are an anime girl. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's <laughs> that's pretty fucking funny, right there. She oh showed God. that to us, and I'm like, he's either gonna love it. That's pretty goddamn yeah. fucking funny, right there. Let me. I, I need why to get. Do, why do I keep getting a weird boner on this show? I need to uh, capture I need, it for the stream. Yeah, yeah. Here we here we go. There it is. You can see. Uh, I'm gonna go take a shit. The best part is the middle fingers. Yeah, like she's got like <laughs> the sailor. Bird. It's supposed to be like the Sailor Moon hands, but just middle fingers. So good. Oh my god, is that fucking funny? Oh, dude. Saint Cooper says pray. That's pray. great. Oh, yeah. dude. Is it all right with you if I touch your penis? I actually knew. I knew that this was coming. Really? Like, like, yeah, I had, I had seen that she had. Said it in Discord. Oh. But I didn't see the image. I didn't, okay. I didn't actually yeah, look yeah. at the image. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's just real funny because we were actually talking about something similar like this after after Checkpoint. And then that like night, she sent it to us on Twitter. And I'm like, wow, this is super eerie. Yeah. Yeah. That is uh, getting an extremely gay vibe. Literally, her like her her message was, "I don't know what I've created" or something to that effect. Yeah. Like, what have I done? God damn! I feel I'm like go sleep in his bed now. I feel like I like we need to put it on a T-shirt or something. Like <laughs> that would be that would be a legit a pretty good T-shirt. I'd be into that. Fuck you! I'm best girl. That's right. Uh, anyway, thank you for that. Um, that's that's fucking epic. I'm definitely gonna gonna save that. That may be my new uh, wallpaper. <laughs> For, that may that may be my new be, uh, desktop background. That's, that means that's that, one of my favorite pieces of fan art. That's great. That means Mercurial will have, uh, she'll have desktop fan art on forty percent of the cast. Because oh, wow. my background is one of her pictures okay. too. And for the first time, Nero is actually attracted to an anime character. 
but it's based on a real character. That's so it's right. Not weird. That's right. It's well, based no, on it's, myself, and of course that's going to give me boners. No, it's based on another fake character who's based on himself. <laughs> this is getting deep, man. Yeah, now it's getting meta. Super meta. Um, all right. So uh, thank you for that. By the way, um, also preview of uh, art style that's going to uh, be in that's our next right, in yeah. our next run of uh, postcards. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you dug that, if that's something that you liked, then uh, make sure you head on over to Patreon.com/slash/LimitBreakRadio and. Uh, uh, sign up for the uh, postcards from Aorzia. Um, all right. So uh, real quick, before we again, uh, before we get into uh, talking about uh, Stormblood storyline, I have to know. I got it. You guys have got to eat. I was going to say, yeah, these are we going to eat these death yeah, cakes. Uh, so I just want to point out, by the way, before we get started on this, that yes. By virtue of this advertising campaign, that's right. They sold two more packages <laughs> than they would have otherwise. It did work. Fair point. Question: uh, We are we are you, talking about. Did them. you tear this opening into this? No, yeah, you did. You did. Did I? You did that. You did that. Okay, yes. guys. Okay, you, see, you guys are eating these no matter what, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Just out of curiosity, what's the expiration date on those? Uh. Shit. Is there is one? It, is it going to be 20? It's going to be 2023 because I, I don't think these things ever go years. bad. Yeah. Oh, fair, that's fair. I guess if they have the uh, the ad printed on them, they are that's somewhat the, You new. know what? It's it, That's the thing is that like when people were taking pictures because when 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 like Stormblood was coming oh out. Yeah, it's 400 calories. People <laughs> people were shitting their pants every time that they would find them in, in vending machines. And I'm like, OK, impress me when you you'll impress me if you can find these in 10 years in a vending machine. If you can find a dusty old fucking like, oh, my God, I can't believe that. Yeah, these are that's even a thing. Um, then I'll be impressed. But J- Juxta complaining about 400 calories. Yeah, he- shut the <laughs> fuck up, fatty. <laughs> he's, he's just a, he's used to 800. Okay. Ch- chat's wondering if, if there's any way we can turn the cams on in studio for this. Do we have that on this background? Uh, I mean, not not really. Just, that would just hostess cupcakes. That would uh, yeah. Imagine would, us eating hostess cupcakes. Yeah, that's exactly what they are. If they start dying, theater of the mind. Give you okay. So so here's here's the rule. Okay, you've got to eat both of them right now. Both. Both. Okay. The first. First one, you can eat at your own pace. The second one, you've got to cram the whole thing in your mouth and eat it in one bite. How else would we get it down? I mean, what? I, those are some thick ass cupcakes. Now, the, they do. Escalia, uh, uh, you were right that they remind me a lot of those big, thick hostess cupcakes. <laughs> they even, They've even like got the, the swirl. swirl. Yeah, 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 it's literally a hostess cupcake. Right. Just so, like you underestimate my power. <laughs> So uh, we've got we've got a cheap hostess knockoff here, and uh, I didn't I, even like it's oozing out the bottom. <laughs> I didn't even like hostess cupcakes. I'd like to point Is it out. Really? Oh, Look now, at it. I, oh my god, it's breach. And and again, I, I, oh. Oh, it looks God. like it came out the bottom. Oh, it does. It looks like it jizzed out the bottom. That's so gross. <laughs> does it have a creamy filling? Or? I bet it does. <laughs> I bet it does. Oh, I bet it Not does. Not the cream you want it to be. It better. This, this wouldn't be Ascalia's first creamy filling. No, uh, sadly no. <laughs> so yeah, I actually I might have the edge over Juxta in that case. So so yeah. I mean, if you if you want to try to cram both of them in your mouth and be a super fucking hero, what? I am Listen. not. I am Someone not. Someone has to be taking pictures. I am. I am absolutely not going to revive you if you die. Um, just so you know, you get no CPR from me if you start choking. None. No Heimlich maneuver. Nothing. Also not it. But daddy. I'd, I would turn the cams on for that. Yeah, to, that's To watch one of you die. Right. Sure. Can't get that captured on air. Great. <laughs> how, how, how else are we going to get a, a Kotaku but headline? Can, but then we can sue Square Enix and make a bunch of money. This doesn't like, even, this doesn't you even smell good. these cupcakes. They what, is it, what does it smell like, Ascalia? 
Possum piss. <laughs> oh my God. How do you know what possum piss smells like? Don't, don't ask that question. How do you not okay, know? I won't, I won't. Have you ever Ju- used cologne? Juxta, what does no. it smell like? Really stale cardboard. Really? Okay. Yeah. I would. I would. You know, I would like, everybody. Okay. Everyone in that room should smell them. Don't I was. I was expecting. No. Okay. Yeah, yeah, hand me. Hand me one of the. No. 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 <laughs> don't hand me the one in your hand, you dingus. <laughs> All right. Let me see. Oh. It smells like a really old brownie. Yeah. Like it sounds like a brownie that's <laughs> pet, been out for a long pet, time. Yeah. 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 Definitely. It. 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 It's it's there's chocolate in there, but it's like it's like chocolate that had been cleaned. You, you know what like I, cleaned up like you you spilled a bunch of chocolate on the floor and you right. cleaned it up like three weeks ago. But you're every time you walk into that room, you're like, you know what this reminds me of? That chocolate, chocolate cake from Matilda. That oh looks no! So disgusting. Yes, from the movie. Oh my god, yep. I remember that. But they make Ugh. the fat kid eat it. Really. Yeah, they make yep. the fat kid eat it. He throws up. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right. People so. only do things because they get paid. So, yeah, forty bucks. <laughs> Sweet. So, okay, uh, you can you can decide if you want to try to cram both of them in. You no. can do. You, th- no first, you can fit both. No. Of okay, those all right, fine, fine. First, he could. First, first one is uh, is 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 dealer's choice. You get to you get to eat it any way you want. A couple of bites. Second one, it's got to be. Just one solid bite. Oh, look at that. Look at him. I just got a little piece of it off my fingers. I'm like, oh, this is terrible. Oh, right. no. It's because of your finger. Are we trying to, ra- are we racing this? Are we going to race it? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. All right. Hold out. Let me get the other one out of the packaging. Oh, wow. oh, you're racing both of them. Oh. Hey, go big or go home. Please right? take pictures. If All you right. Can't get the camera Ready? Back. Hang on. Wait. If, 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 if you know what? Well, yeah. If, 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 for the website, if, right? If, for the website. If we're gonna have one of our, if we're gonna have one or two of our staff die, we might as well get video of it. All right. So, uh, so we're 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 recording this. This will be up on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Limit Break Radio. Uh, we are trying the uh, Mrs. Freshly's FF14 Stormblood. Branded cupcakes. It's all over your desk now. The Mrs. Oh, Freshly's challenge, challenge for ASL awareness. F14 <laughs> challenge for bad advertising awareness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So apparently we've gotten into a cupcake race. It's we're going to see who is the first to finish the two disgusting looking cupcakes. Um, and and uh, yeah, yeah. If if you needed any any more reason to to gag, uh, there there there's one. Um, so uh, here we go. On your mark, get set, eat like a fat pig. Oh no! Oh, there is a cream filling. There's definitely a cream filling. Juxta I don't think it's so. Focused. I don't think. I don't think Escalia was expecting the cream filling. All right, Juxta. Juxta has officially finished the first cupcake. Escalia taking a big bite to finish the se- the first cupcake. They are tied. They've still got a second cupcake to get through. <laughs> Juxta looks like he is struggling. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> that looked like a big gulp or a, or a dry heave from Escalia. Big bite into the second one. No one is able to fit the whole thing into their mouth. No one's even trying. I guess it is too fucking gross. Oh, man. Uh, Juxta halfway through his second cupcake. Now, now this cost a fucking dollar. A dollar out of my goddamn... And Juxta! Juxta throwing his head back like a bird to be able to finish the fucking cupcake. Uh, now, th- again, this is a dollar for I can't show it. This is this is a dollar for two cupcakes, mind you. A dollar for two cupcakes, and it was a struggle for a fat man to get through both. 
I, just in terms oh, of in, ter- <laughs> in terms of branding, in terms of branding, Final Fantasy fourteen, you could have done a little bit better, I think. Could you see the <laughs> determination and the focus on Juxta's face? I could. Like, like he's well, like, I you know what? This is. The, I would never live this down if this fucking beanpole beat me. <laughs> he's like, Dude, this is food. This is my home turf. I am owning this. That cupcake was harder to swallow than Xenos as a villain. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. All right. And with that, all right. With that, let's talk about FF14's uh, and Stormblood oh, specifically. Oh, great. Now I'm going to be sick. I need uh, a drink. <laughs> uh, so, uh, at, at the end of it, at the end of it, Juxta, would you recommend uh, people to buy uh, the Mrs. Freshly's uh, cupcakes? Are you starving? <laughs> I mean, like, will you I'm die not. if you don't if you don't eat this cupcake? <laughs> I hope that you would find better nutrition than a Mrs. Freshly's cupcake. Uh, I'd like to, I'd like to quote Angry Gamer Aaron. It's a better raid scene than FF14. <laughs> <laughs> Is there like a special code on the package that you get stuff from? No, there is nothing. There is nothing. No, apparently there is some code you redeem. No, there isn't. It says download app, uh, scan front of pack. Uh, Get the fuck out of here. And then codes, uh, enter codes to win prizes. Wait, do you get like honey buns in the game or some bullshit like that? What the fuck? Mrs. Freshly's cupcakes in game. What the fuck does it give you? It's a stomach ache. You know, they give like food furniture items. Maybe you can just put Mrs. Freshly's cupcakes in your house. Oh, my God. And you can eat it before you raid. Escalia, (laughs) would you would you recommend the Mrs. Freshly's cupcakes to anyone? No. And I would not recommend, especially if you do eat two of them, to go wash it down with a big glass of Mountain Dew. (laughs) Don't do that either. I'm using uh, strawberry crush. You guys, oh, like, that is seriously like, do you like that is like eating an old little Debbie? And can I can like yeah. imagine like because like somewhere in your like parents' house At they least. have one of your lunch boxes from when you were in elementary school that yeah. still has a little Debbie in it because you forgot on the last day of school in fifth grade. Right. It was like eating that. Well, Did, juxta, juxta, yours didn't taste like cardboard, so be happy then. No, it tastes like shit. <laughs> juxta, why exactly would you? drink strawberry crush i mean when when you when you inevitably throw up the mrs freshly's you are going to not be able to say with certainty or not whether or not you have a stomach ulcer it's just gonna look like blood he'll say with certainty he does no it'll look like blood i i know because i've i've had uh oh my god are you okay escalia i can't stop burping and i taste it every time (laughs) (laughs) okay all right so yeah i actually looked it up because i I was (laughs) i was curious so when you scan the thing it says uh the stormblood graphics have a unique marker that activate an interactive augmented reality display using the blip bar or the blip par smartphone application the fuck so out of here. So after purchasing a specially marked Mrs. Freshly's snack and downloading the Blipar app, fans can scan or blip the package <laughs> imagery to register blip. and unlock an exclusive Final Fantasy game hey, code. Can I get the Monago hairstyle from this? No, oh, wait. I don't care. This code generates a virtual quintet of power-packed honey buns that can be used in play. Users can scan up to three packages a day with a total of 10 redemptions over the course of the promotion for a chance to win a trip to San Diego on July 18th to do the 22nd of 2018. What? 
Yeah, so next year, more than, uh, and you'll also get a chance while out there to uh, win more than 100 other Final Fantasy XIV Stormblood prizes. So I don't get the Monago hair. Doesn't look like it. Okay. Uh, Meredith. Somebody link the honey honey button in the chat. It is it's a 4% EXP item you can Listen eat. to this, though. This is a quote from Meredith Butler, the Mrs. Freshly's brand manager. Oh, Video games are extremely popular, especially with our fan base. Final Fantasy is really? a well-known really? fan base. Your fan, who the hell is your fan base? People who had to get fucking off-brand little Debbies. Who the hell fan base? People who had to get off-brand little Debbies can't afford a subscription fee to a game? Finally. You weirdos. I totally burned you. Final Fantasy is a well-known franchise that delivers a quality experience from each game's release. The last time that was true was when little Debbies were popular. <laughs> Combining Mrs. Freshly's innovation and quality with Final Fantasy's Amazing graphics, strong characters, and trend-setting style makes for a natural partnership that fans are sure to love. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Wow. Escalia, could you taste the Eorzea in the Mrs. Freshly Scuffcakes that you just I can taste Yoshi's jizz in the middle. <laughs> oh, is that I what mean, that white stuff was? I assume I so. Like I mean, I can't say for certain that it wasn't, so it may as well be true. I don't know. I feel like food quality under Yotsuyu's rule might have degraded to that kind of quality. Absolutely. All right. Threw up in my mouth a little bit. Correct. We all did. <laughs> that was not pleasant to watch either. No. Nor was it to eat. We're definitely going to vomit. Like, Juxta, how long do you think you have right now? Because I've got like 20 minutes tops. <laughs> I got like five minutes. Uh, so, right, so, like, literally, just so literally you know. on the way back to this room, my stomach gave that little gurgle <laughs> that signals impending danger. So, Juxta, it's the same thing like when there's a big thunderstorm in the distance and you see there's a tornado warning, you get that weird feeling in your stomach. Yeah. That's correct. Juxta, there's no tornado warning, though. Not it's, as bad as Satan's asshole. No. Okay. <laughs> that was instant vomit. <laughs> I need a hundred of those before I Satan's asshole again. <laughs> Was that a genuine gag in the middle of that, too, by the way? Uh, absolutely. When I stopped for a second to go like this? Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that was oh a genuine God. gag. Ugh. Dude, that was fucking ballsy. You, like, had the whole thing. You shoved that thing in your mouth. I, dude, because you were getting ahead of me. I'm like, I gotta catch up. <laughs> I was way ahead of him. I'm like, I can just do this at my own pace. And he just goes all in. I'm like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, I, I saw your moment of panic. It was when you were, like, like maybe a quarter of the way into your into your second one, and I went, like, halfway down yeah, yeah. on the second one. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> Oh my god, that was ridiculous! Uh, by the well, way, that just happened. You'll be able to find that webs that video over at Facebook.com/slash Limit Break Radio. Taste doesn't leave your mouth. So now that we're an hour into the show, why don't we? Uh, no, fuck yourself. We're talking about <laughs> shitty cupcakes and throwing up. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of, see you in a minute. We'll be back. Oh, just so you know, if I do throw up, I'm throwing up in here so everyone can hear that <laughs> god, and smell it. Don't. don't. That would be you should have thought this through beforehand, me laugh. <laughs> just the, I can the, feel the, it the, the, rising. Rising. That's going to be horrific. It's like slowly foaming up. <laughs> oh my god, red, I feel red like vomit I... rising. When are we going to puke on this story? <laughs> uh, shortly, don't oh, worry. Fucking hold your fucking pants Hold on. your winking Ascalias, bro. <laughs> bro. I got a winking Ascalia for you. Oh, Jesus. Is it your asshole? <laughs> ah, that's your penis. <laughs> oh, oh my god! So you know oh. what? It actually tastes a little fresher on that burp. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm freshly. sorry. A little freshlier. <laughs> 
Oh my god Why would you want to move on From comedy like this I, How could you It's fucking gold Really the show's all downhill From here <laughs> It really is um, Alright let's talk about Let's talk about Stormblood's storyline This is bullshit <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm going to do it for the show. Stop. I'm Juxtaposition. With me is my crew, uh, Aniro Landis, uh, Kaolo Gregori. Can you not puke on my floor, please, Scalia? No. I can't promise you- shit anymore. Oh, my God. Well, no, I can promise shit, but you, you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, um, I guess the last time we need to say there are spoilers. If for some reason you have not finished the storyline. That's right, yeah. Kooky, if you're- Please leave now. <laughs> if you're just tuning in, this is our spoiler episode. We're going to talk about the uh, story in detail. Uh, so if you are not done, you are officially slower than a Nero and uh, also get the fuck out. So uh, here, yeah. we go. here we go. Let's talk about the Stormblood story because um, uh, overall, uh, if I had to give it a letter grade. I would give it a C plus. Wow. And I feel like I'm being generous. Yeah, no, I'm going to say that yeah, I'm, I would give it a B. I, I'm in the same boat as a Nero. The sort of C range is I was going to give it a D plus. It's really? Still, still, still passing. So wait, D plus, that's technically passing. Does that mean that you felt it was worth your money? At least it was at least worth the $40? No, if you want to, if it's worth the money, it'd be at least a B or an Ooh. A. I see. I felt like it was a B. Mm. I mean, I'd give it a solid B. Yeah, I mean, there, I guess like a D to me would be like you don't demand a refund. Like failing grade means you demand a refund. No, yeah. I mean, just by comparison, okay, I would give a Realm Reborn overall, all, you know, all patches included, I would give that a solid A. I give it a Realm Reborn A minus. I, I love A minus. Yeah, I, B plus A minus. Yeah. A. I'm it's it, to me it's solidly A. It's not quite A plus. The relaunch of 2.0 probably would be A plus, and then you know what, yeah. what, what we got in uh, in in patches after that. I think it averages out to an A. Yeah, yeah. Heaven's word. I would give like a B minus. Well, hold up. Uh, oh, is that aggregate or like overall with all patches included? Yes. Okay. So how about launch? Yeah. You how about three point really that yet? Because we don't have all right. patches. Uh, uh, but I'm just I'm just letting right, right, you guys right. know just kind of where your grading scale. Yeah. Is. Basis of comparison, how I feel about it. Yeah. Overall, heaven's word. I would give B minus. Maybe actually flirting with that C plus ter- territory. But the launch of heaven's word and. Yes, this may be colored by the fact that I was so into Dark Knight. I would actually give like B plus territory. I'm honestly in in the same boat with Anero. All of those grades are about where I would put it to. Okay. Now I'm saying uh, launch of Heaven's Word A minus. I actually really enjoy, really really enjoyed all the of Heaven's Word. The launch I really liked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The patches after that yeah. drop that three, to a C three, minus three C. point. Dude, three it's point one was junk. a straight up D minus. Like yeah. sh- three point no, one. No, three point one. Are you kidding me? That was a failing grade. Easy. Three point X. You mean? Yeah. Three point three point one. Just this the one. Three point one. Three point one is a failing grade. I, I mean, you know, when you look back on it, and and with the additional time that it took, with the st- content that we got, mm-hmm. it was just it was abysmal. D minus is just. I mean, it's it's. It's generous. Again, it's 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 generous. Um, but for that patch, I mean, there wasn't there was there was okay stuff in there, but yeah. I, overall, it was just it was it was not not a good patch. I don't think, um, and really took I think the overall valuation of Heaven's Word mm-hmm. down quite a bit. Oh yeah, especially because what Stormblood didn't do what was it, it didn't really tie up any type of story. You know, the the Dragon Song War continued. 
into the 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 patch cycle. You mean Heaven's Ward? You <clears throat> yeah, said sorry, Stormblood. Yeah. Sorry, the 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 Heaven's Ward uh, uh, storyline, the Dragon Song War, continued into the patch cycle. Whereas with Stormblood, like everything was wrapped up at the Super end. Now here. rushed. Yeah. Yeah. Super rushed. Like I don't even know what they're gonna do with the story going forward. Like. Yeah, nobody no, does. Definitely. Yeah, no. And, 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 and like, this is actually. I hadn't expected us to only clear to like save Doma during this expansion and then spend the next couple patches freeing Alamigo. Like, it does feel really, really oddly. Placed. I mean, it, it feels finished, though. Like, it does. It is a whole story yep. unto itself. Right. Which, I'm ready which for, Heaven's War didn't have going forward. That is true. See, right? now I'm re- but now I'm ready for 5.0. Yeah, like, I'm I feel totally like we're ready, done. ready we're for 5.0. Like, yeah, I don't, do I don't need 4.1. I'm ready for the next expansion now. Yeah. yeah See, that's it, what I was thinking. It's now weird. it feels like we should be going to Garlemald. If we do anything else, it should be marching on the Garleans. I yeah. mean, it does feel like by the end of it, that that is it where like you're set up for. the end of an expansion, not yeah. the end of the launch. Yeah. <laughs> Like it really did. So, um, in just again, in terms of comparative um, between the different uh, the, the different patches and and expansions, that's sort of where my overall grading scale is at. Yeah. Okay, so C minus for Heaven's Word. I say that because I for Stormblood. I, or, I'm sorry, yes, for Stormblood. for Stormblood. Yeah. Um, I say that because. Uh, I I I generally like the stuff in Girabanya. Mm-hmm. And then everything in Doma, I fucking hated. I hated it. I hate. It was a slog the whole time. Yeah. I I was mad about having to do it. I it was <laughs> the Doma Castle dungeon was really fun. Though. The Doma Castle dungeon was well done. The, what I will what overall, I mean, in terms of overall marks yeah. on on the expansion, what I felt that they did very well was they did. <clears throat> this is. Probably the best zone design that FF14 has ever seen ever in its that. history. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Back to 1.0. Absolutely. Agreed. Hands down, that is some of the finest zone design that I've ever seen in an MMO. It is also the way that they decided to bisect most of the zones where you go through on one level arc and then you go through on another section of the map on another level arc was also really good at showing off the best parts it, of the but zone. It pissed me off for me trying to get all the fucking air currents on the first go. Oh my god. That's like the point to... though. Yeah. I know. It made it like, feel it... more interesting. It did. And No, it definitely did. And that was one of our big complaints was that there's, you know, once you get the aether currents there's really not much to do. Mm-hmm. And Heaven's Word did move you from literally one zone to the next zone to the next zone. You had no reason to ever go back. But the 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 uh, Stormblood zones sort of doubled back around on themselves. Like you start out at, um, you know, you start out at the fringes, and then you know after you do all of the stuff in Doma, you end up in, you end up coming back to the fringes to the other side once you end the, up retaking the bridge, right? Doing the other sections of them, right? Something else I'd like to point out too is that the way these zones were set up, and because like the uh, the Aetherites were so few and far between. They really made you travel. Like they really made you trek. Oh, it sometimes. If you try to do any side quests before you get flight, you're going to be running. Well, back there were there were even some when, when you're doing the 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 MSQ for like Alagiri and like uh, Castrum Abania, like running back and yeah. forth between oh, there and like Radiata. So rough. Yeah, it, it, it like it harkened back to some FF11 Chocobo days. I it tell you sure what. did. There was a lot of, and I, I think for but over, that was refreshing though. Yes, I like that. I actually genuinely like that. And then again, you know, because we talked about this. It, um, 
uh, with Heavensward, flying ended up feeling like a genuine reward. It was one of the things they did that very, very well with one zone in particular in Heavensward, and that was the the one with all the floating rocks. Yeah, uh, the sea fucking clouds. sea clouds. That's right. Um, and you know, like you would go back there. Are you are you going to throw these cupcakes up in <laughs> yes. the studio? Oh Dude, my god! No, we seriously both are. Um, <laughs> so bad. Um, anyway. Is your throat like burning in the back? My throat? No, yeah. it's like down here under my rib cage. I, I like the idea that we're basically cooking alive in here as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's not helping. No, it's really not. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure that the, that the sweats don't don't no. help anything at all. Um, but, but yeah, I think uh, when it was done in Sea of Clouds with, with Heaven's Word, it was done pretty well. You know, you've, you do the one uh, arc that is in the southern part of the map with um, the, the, the dudes on the airship. Um, mm. The I think, I think they're from uh, House Four Temps, aren't they? I think they are. Yeah, yeah House Four Temps. And, and then uh, you come back and do the the Vanu Vanu stuff later. Akzundu. Mm-hmm. They 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 executed that pattern perfectly, but they did it almost every time. Like I think. Uh, what was it? The Ruby C was the was the first one where it felt like that double back was really quick, and then I was like, "Oh, I see what they're doing with with the zone exploration." Like that was yeah. the first time where I was like, "Oh, I get I get it." Like that 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 section of the map wasn't available. Now it it will be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that that sort of thing. Like I I got it pretty quickly, and then it was like, "Oh, this again." You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought they did an okay job of, of making that work within the context of what was going on. It, it never really seemed to bother me that much, and it did force me to enjoy the zones a bit. Like, the locks uh, is one of my favorite zones ever in yeah, any MMO I, I played. I, I thought agree. that was such a great zone design. I enjoyed having a zone that I couldn't, like, stand in the at the Aetherite and look out and say, okay, I go here, 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 here. Yeah. Like, I had to explore a little bit. See, I think the only time that the whole splitting up of the zone worked was when there was actual uh, geographical uh, 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 stuff that stopped you from doing it. So, like, for example, in the fringes, you had uh, Castrum Veladina. That yeah, you had, like, and you the chasm, up, yeah, yeah. You yeah. could not go over top of it. Or in uh, Yangsha, you had the giant Aether shielding or whatever it was, Wall. right, right. And Damn. I actually, I didn't feel like, like, I mean, I, I can see how how the Ruby C did it, but it wasn't quite the same as the other ones because you could still kind of go everywhere, and it, it eventually <laughs> took you all around, right. But I mean, like, it's not like you could go to Yangshi before you got to that point in the MSQ, right? right. Like, right. Like, I think that's that may be. My one complaint. I don't know why I'm burping. You're the guy. You're the ones that ate the right? fucking cupcakes. Um. Anyway, I, I, like. That's, I think, maybe my one complaint uh, about the zones is that one of my favorite things, and and I think I said this on the last episode, about MMOs is being able to go anywhere in the world. The only restricting factor is you could be, you know, you could get aggro and get killed. Oh, right, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, that you cannot do with any of the Stormblood zones. And going back and... any FF14... I think you're right. I actually think you're right. was definitely that way. I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember a realm reborn. I think a realm reborn may I have think, been. I think you could do that. In realm I think you could. Because I remember going up to was that Northern Thanalan, the blue like, zone. Yeah. Yeah. I think you would get to yeah. all of like the Thanalans and Shrouds and yeah. whatever. But I'm not sure if you could get to like Mordona. See, I, well, I, wait, wait, I think when you were that's, in a, that's okay. When again, there's stuff that's keeping you. Like for but example, it, but we're talking about a physical obstruction here, right? Well, yeah, because like back in Stormblood, you couldn't get to uh, the Churning Mist unless you went through that dungeon. Through the dungeon, right? Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. But, uh, but you're but right. You could and, go from Surthus Western into. Um, 
uh, the forelands into the forelands yeah. couldn't you no I tried that really, really? okay yeah, it, yeah. It's, it just like kind of stops you yeah. invisible okay. well yeah because in, in the case of the ruby sea and Yangshu or the ruby sea and the Zim steps you're right there's nothing in our way so we should have been able to zone into those areas if we, if we yeah. so wanted to. I, I mean, that's that would have made it feel much more like an MMO, but I do understand why Square Enix did that, and they did it very creatively in some regards, um, specifically with the... Uh, I can't remember what the tower is that gets blown down by the uh, by the um, that, cannon. That was like Imperatorius or, or something, something like that. Yeah, like it's that. that it's that big tower that's in the, you know, like right in the, the center of the map. It's between Abania and Elgiri. Right, and, and what they did was what they did with that was really creative where you know the the map is one way and then after you clear that section of uh the msq the tower is fallen and now it opens up yeah exactly and now you're you're flagged to be able to go through that was really creative and i think that that was really well done um but but again you know their set piece design their zone design um is bordering on genius for Very for, an, for an mmo um it's just uh, some of the other parts that uh uh, don't really hang well together. Uh, let's talk to Bro Hamet of the Crucible. He called up uh, Limit Break Radio on uh, Limit Break, uh, sent a message to Limit Break Radio on Skype or 810 515 slash Discord. What's up, Bro Hamet? Yo. Thanks for calling Limit Break Radio. Well, glad to finally be able to catch the live show. Awesome. Glad that uh, you, could, uh, you could join us. What's going on? Well, I'm calling because I actually think that Stormblood is narratively the best that FF14 has ever been. Real, nar- specifically narratively. Now, uh, again, we're not talking content; we're talking narrative here. Um, I, I just don't know that I can, I can agree with that. Um, I mean, there were parts of Heaven's Word that I liked, but Heaven's Word uh, before 3.1, I thought hung together very well and i thought all of a realm reborn hung together very well from all from the 2.0 launch all the way through the you know the the you know level 50 section of the game um realm reborn was amazing but then you got to curthus and you wanted to put a bullet in your brain (laughs) and then heaven's word happened and you had to go to ishgard and then you just wanted to put a bullet in the brain of everyone else around you so I, I mean he's I, not wrong. I, I well I actually I disagree with that because uh first of all I thought uh Corthus was one of the more interesting zones in a realm reborn, especially especially because of how many changes had happened between 1.0 and 2.0. It left me to wonder a lot. Like I spent a lot of time in Corthus trying to figure out you know exactly how the map had changed that was one of the first ways that i had really kind of become obsessed with geography in ff14 and well you have the context of 1.0 right i i started at 2.0 launch so i i knew nothing going in see yeah bro i get what you're saying because like you i I played a little bit of 1.0 but not enough to have any real context for going into 2.0 and yeah, I, I think personally the high narrative point of the game was the conclusion of 2.55 r- r- before Heaven's Word started. Yeah, yeah, I think but so But I can also see where you're coming from because really a lot of what was going on in A Realm Reborn narratively wasn't all that compelling. It was very, very, it was a paint by numbers Final Fantasy story. And again, Heaven's Word suffered from a lot of the same thing. Stormblood 
I have so many problems with so many of the characters in Stormblood, but the yeah. actual narrative of what was going on was fairly interesting. So narrative- I don't know. I, I like Stormblood's characters? characters more than Heavensward's characters. Heavensward's characters were like hit or miss, I feel like. Really? The only good character in Heavensward got <clears throat> fucked with a meaningless death. See, and I wasn't, I wasn't uh, even that connected to him. The only person I liked really is Amrick. Everyone else can die. Uh, like, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about Yazale. Yeah, no, oh, well, no but Yisail, Yisail didn't have a meaningless death. Yisail had she actually... She died a- for nothing. She tried to take down that flying bullshit airship. You get no, there, I, there's I, a castrum already, and then we immediately go on a bullshit adventure with Biggs and Wedge, and we just forget about her. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree. Like, Yisail has had a meaning behind her death, but I feel like she just, like, charged in as she eventually, like, I'm gonna race in and, like, cause a distraction. Like, we knew she wasn't gonna survive that. There's, like, no way she could take all of that down by herself. Like, and then we don't ever get to like say goodbye. Like she's just gone and we forget about her. Like I agree for how much they built her up. I feel like Astinian gets a lot more uh, limelight than she, she does. Okay. Astinian, fuck Astinian. Astinian. Horshafon. Horshafon is that big spotlight stealing butt fucker. See, and that's wow. what I'm saying. I didn't have that much connection to Harshafon. Like Neither did I. I. Like, oh, he gave me, he death. gave me like, Coco once. Big fucking deal. I cared about smile. him more Better suits. after he died. A hero. Everyone oh. cared more about him after he died. No one gave a shit about him before he, he died. No one would have cared if us. he hadn't died. They introduced him to us. Sort of like Kurt Cobain. At the end of 2.55, right? Like, or in the 2.5 somewhere, they introduced him to us. And I feel like there was so much time between when he, like, was introduced to us to when he died. I was like, wait, why do I care about him again? Like, I didn't, I wasn't, like, sad when no, he died. Yeah, I no, yeah, no, I was not. Died, and, like, when you sailed that, I was sad. But any other character, I was like, mm. The yeah, only thing not. that was special about Harsh Font was that he was an Ishgardian who wasn't an openly hostile piece of shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back in the early that days when we true, barely knew any ish guardians. Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess, but I don't know. I just, uh, Harshafon uh, never really made that much of an impact, but Ysail did. And, mm-hmm. and it may have been the way that they constructed her character, the way that they had set up the the death. But I, I, can't, I can't say that her death was meaningless. Like, I think I that think it, it actually... I meaningless. I just think yeah. they could have done it better. I right. definitely had a long period of time with Orshafon in the beginning of uh, Heaven's World where I was like, who are you again? And it took me like it took a long while. Where I'm like, yeah. oh, the guy in Surthus who actually yeah. talked to me. Okay, right. yeah. <laughs> that dude. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so, I mean, I, I just I don't think that I can agree with Stormblood being the best narratively out of the three of them. And I mean, you can go ahead and blame my distaste of anime if you'd like, but um, I I I really felt like a lot of those beats were taken straight out of. Out of a fucking an- every anime yeah, ever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, on that note, I would say so were the beats of Heaven's Ward and a lot oh, of Barone were oh, born. Okay, but I don't think that's anything new. Out of an bomb- anime, I don't what? think that's anything new for a ha- for a Final Fantasy game. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that it is. I'm just saying that those moments. If there was beats from anime in in those t- you know two iterations of the game, they were hidden a lot better. The, the if there was any from the, from uh, uh, from Heaven's Ward, even a Realm Reborn, those weren't specifically anime beats those were beats that are j- just used in entertainment right. in general okay yeah. nowhere else except in anime do you get the big bad beating you to within an inch of your life laughing and then and walking, then walking away. away several times <laughs> because he's grooming you to be better yeah I- only only in a realm reborn where omega shows are uh, yeah omega ultima shows up steals the three primals and just leaves you standing there 
It's nothing new. They do shit like okay, that all the time. Because, uh, first of all, uh, Ultima was a machine that is designed to do what? Steel primals. Not necessarily squash mortals. Right, but Gaius was standing there. He could have been like, and kill them. And you're just like, hey. Except see here's the well, problem. Zenos is Except- basically a machine, too. Everything that he does, he's just trying to feel something here and out of anyone in the world i feel like a nero relate to that here's here's the problem <laughs> here's the issue with garlians <laughs> here's the issue with garlians and, and this is going to come up later when when uh, uh juxta complains about some stuff right me is too their their biggest weakness is their sort of uh is the fact that they look at themselves as being superior to everything else not just like oh we're superior beings you know and you're, you're a little bit lesser everything else is literally animals to them they're spectacularly bad we've explored that idea yeah. before yeah, yeah they're, so, they're like the keystone cops of villains right like they're, right. they're almost cartoonishly bad so when they leave you alive yeah we see that as like we're the warrior of light why the fuck would you leave us alive but to them you are literally like a rodent what the fuck are you gonna do the fact that you're here is just some random miraculous coincidence to begin with but Zenos is a garlian why is it not okay when he does it then that's but that's what he's saying. It doesn't make any sense no, that he's doing. No, but it doesn't make sense for any girl. I'm just saying that's a trope that we've seen time and time okay, again with because them. Because in the other ones, we're sort of like a second thought. You bring up uh, Gaius and an Ultima. Their goal was to take the primals, not to kill us. Okay, right. Xenos shows up to Relgar's Reach not to, to kill wipe us, us out. To just to kill, just to wipe out the resistance. But there. doesn't. Right. And well, we I, showed up. Yeah. Twice exactly. The, the second time it makes no fucking sense to me. Like, like, oh no, villagers with pitchforks. I guess I'm gonna leave. I yeah. think you can take them, dude. Yeah, you probably got it covered if you can handle <laughs> me and Yugiri. Pretty yeah. much. And, and I mean, the way that that the confrontation went down in Alamigo too, I thought that that was pretty anti anticlimactic. Like, yes, I mean, he get he leads you to the royal menagerie, but it, uh, you know, like. It just, I just feel like I don't. I don't know. I feel like it needed a bigger buildup. Like I yeah, think that the way it happened was okay. I just feel like it happened so quickly that I almost was like, "Wait, is that really it?" Yeah. It, like it, 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 it was. It was. Like, it was Deus Ex Dragona. Like yeah, it, it, if the buildup was bigger, I think that the Real Menagerie in the way that was would have been fine. It was kind of like the final showdown. But right, the second it was, just, it was so fast. One of I wanted one of two things to happen with the whole Xeno letting us live thing. The first time I thought was fine. Like, oh, he yeah. sees a glimmer of potential in this person. This could be someone who's interesting. Well, he lets us go. Plus, Whatever. they've already wiped out. Algor's reach. The second, yeah, the second time though, I wanted one of two things to happen. Either something insane happens that forces us to not fight. Like, even he's like, okay, well, what can I do? Like, you know, I just off the top of my like, Shinryu like blasts a path through there. Well, he didn't see that coming. Like, mm-hmm. sure, something bigger came up. Or each time he does fight us and lets us live, he kills off someone important yes. to us. Okay, he takes yeah. you. Know, like, yes. you, you yes. have a, you have a potential. You have potential in you. Yep. So your life will be traded for hers. And I feel yes. like I feel like we saw hints of that with the cryal abduction. Yes. And um, yeah, I think he was going for that, but didn't quite. He didn't they, follow through uh, on it's it. It's like it's because uh, like Yastola being smashed. Yes, exactly. Like that's like, not pro, that's not Xenos's fault. That's Square Enix's fault because Xenos would totally have done that. Well, hold on because I, because in each of those instances, like like, like when he attacked Yastola, Yastola was coming between us. I think what Escalia means is in those instances there has to be a clear indication that Xenos straight up says you have potential. But you're not getting off that easy. Yes. Picks up Yugiri and kills her in front of you. Literally, yeah. You're on the ground, completely wiped out. And he just says, you could get there. You might pose a challenge for me one day. And then he looks at, like, you know, Alfino or Yugiri and just slays them. Right. And just says, their life will take the place of yours and leaves. And you're like, 
Fuck like, you, dude. You're a badass. After he, had, after he had smashed Yastola's shield, like, he could have finished her off so easily. Absolutely. And, and, yeah. uh, and, and Even it, if it wasn't his original plan to begin with, he could have easily been like, oh, damn, I have that's warrior what, of light on the emotional roller coaster right now. Let me just kill this person. Right. And, like, there wasn't enough. There was, like, like, Xenos, for the type of villain that they were trying to pull off, Xenos should have had an element to him, like the Joker, yes. where he's, like, trying to fuck with our heads the entire time. Mm-hmm. You know, either going after yeah one of our one of the people close to us or you know trying to o- more openly groom us for mm-hmm. whatever absolutely whatever it, it been is more more chaotic basically uh, he was trying to get us to turn to the dark side and i feel like if he had actually done that yeah it would have made for well, you know because like yoshi was toting that he was going to be the villain that oh, we no, oh i know and that, so that is exactly what would have made him fit that bill and that's yeah. what i wanted especially after that first fight i wanted not only for you know maybe we lost someone in place of ourselves that i want both our confidence in ourselves and other people's faith in the warrior of light shaken because very quickly your character's like well i'm gonna go get tougher over in doma and everyone's right. like all right cool go do that yeah but no one even for a moment is like well if the warrior of light can't win like maybe you know maybe you're not the hero that we thought like does something like so that their confidence in you has been shaken yeah give me a reason to be angry like I, and, and then give us a reason to actually go to doma and prove ourselves because like we, it, it seems more sense that we'd be like okay let's go liberate doma to like then prove ourselves whereas it kind of felt like hamfisted. Well, I, I I think the thing that that I have trouble recon, uh, reconciling is that our group that you know uh, exists around the Warrior of Light is so happy and hunky dory, and it's like you go back to them and you're like, you know that this is this the safe place, right? right? Like, and I understand that you know the Scions had been disrupted a couple of patches, uh, you know, a couple of patches in a storyline earlier, but there was never the suspicion. Except for that brief patch where it's wrapped up in the same fucking storyline about one of our own. And and I'm, of course, talking about Yuri Ange. Right. right? Like, we've never really suspected, like, had internal strife except for Uri Ange and uh, really, if you wanted to stretch it, uh, w- the... Thancred? Not, not necessarily Thancred, but... Realm Reborn, like yeah. Control. He got mind controlled by the Garleans. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Asians, yeah, sorry. Yeah, but, I mean, like, you, you're you not, like, led to believe that early on. You're not wondering who the mole is in right. your group right. the whole okay. time, right? Like, yeah. it's just like, oh, Thancred's possessed. Now you've got to fight your friend. Boo-hoo. Yeah, it's more mm-hmm. of a, a almost a tempered thing where right. you're like, shit. Exactly. Yeah, I, and and, and yeah, he got Kane Highwind. Yeah, right. Yeah. And and the problem the, I think the, the the problem that I have with with that kind of story execution is that like there's no mystery. Like there's nothing for me to wonder about. It's all everything that's presented means literally what it's showing you. That's it. Yeah. No subtext. It, it, no subtext. Yeah. And and that nothing to speculate. Yeah. And and, and I it like that's the most fun that I have with FF14 is, you know, what comes next? Where is this going? Right. Absolutely. And that's like, this is the first time uh, in that first fight with uh, Xenos. This is the first time the Warrior of Light has been met with a challenge that you flat out failed at. And the fact that you can just go back and everyone's like, ah, no, it's cool. You're the warrior light. Everything, we'll figure it out. Everything will be great. Yeah, n- nobody no, actually no looks one, at that and sort of uh, acknowledges the fact that you you kill primals and you lost to him. Yeah, you like literally you watched me slay Nidhogg. That's kind of a big deal. And this guy just wrecked my shit. No, don't worry. We're about to level up. 
Right, exactly. Yeah. It, it it seems like that should have been a bigger deal for you you to get not only lose but get your ass kicked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you get wailed on, and it never goes away. Too. I mean, uh, one of the things that I hated the most was when you're in Yank Show when you first go to the House of the Fierce and you find out that Xenos is going to be there, and the way that Yugiri's like, we have to we have to take uh uh, uh you know uh, the, <clears throat> we have to go ahead and like take this opportunity, right? It's not going to happen again. And everyone's like. No, 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 that's, that's a bad. terrible idea. My first thought was like, you know, I can't beat him in a right. fight, right? And then Yukiri's right. like, well, I'm gonna go and do it anyway. And that just felt so, so out of character for her. Yeah, yeah. I definitely agree. Uh, Bro Hamid, thanks for uh, for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. Any uh, shout outs or any final points before we let you go? Um, yeah, just <clears throat> for me, the high point of the story was. Doma Castle, who had just returned oh. from Lizard Bolia, and all the pieces had come together, and that cutscene before you go into the dungeon no. that was mm. the most hype I had ever felt about the story of this I game. I know, that cutscene was really good. Are Wh- you kidding me? Which, cu- which, cut- Wang, which cutscene is this? Right, go, right before Doma Castle. Where like the, all, the battle begins. When the when the aura from Azim steps like come in on their flying things and blow the stuff. Oh. Like, like all of that stuff leading into it. I thought that was really cool. There, yeah. to me, when you were in Doma from start to finish, there seemed like there was a marked difference in the quality, not just like writing wise, blah, 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 but the way that everything was executed, that there was a marked quality difference. And I don't mean a good one either, right? I felt like the people who made those cutscenes were not familiar with the tools and the software used to do so. And the really? best, the best example. The best example came directly after Doma Castle during Gosetsu's quote-unquote death scene. You stand there nonchalantly chilling for nearly five minutes arguing whether or not you should leave him, and he gets shot multiple times. No one does anything. There's no... it, It completely sucks everything out of that scene. It reminds me of like a middle school play where everyone's just standing around yeah. giving their lines back and forth. And that it was been, terrible. Yes, that would have been a perfect time for them to just have slight differences based on either your race or your job class. I feel like I was a Rogan. Oh, like, no, have that me over there even like, help, Nika. No, I don't know. If I was over there like trying to help him or some bullshit and then he finally convinces me to leave, I'd feel a little bit more emotional than just like standing there. Just no. kicks you in the shin. No. no. That that scene should have been like 30 seconds. Yeah. Tops. Yeah. That That is just a huge, huge anime trope that happens all the time. I yeah. played another uh, anime-ish game where a character also was dying for literally 14 minutes in multiple cutscenes. <laughs> and, and they have a fucking monologue. Yeah. Yeah. With themselves. I don't think there was anyone there else in the room. Right. It was... It's so uh, terrible. It's so awful. And, but then if you were... And again, I actually think that they might have had two separate teams working on Doma and then on Girabania. Because if you go to the cutscene uh, after Castrum Abania when Lee squares off against Fordola, that cutscene was very crisp, right? Like the fighting between them. Good. every It was all so yeah. great. And another all big of, thing... All of Lisa's fight scenes were good. Don't ever have a cutscene... That has no music in the background whatsoever. That is so awkward and so deafening. Yeah. No one's talking. Nothing's happening. Maybe you hear like the sound of the wind. It's not realism. It's not. Um, my immersion. Um, yeah. No. I. I. I really had a lot of problems with the the Doma section of the storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I said this earlier that you know, just from a general. 
I don't know, general sentiment standpoint that I liked the Girabanya stuff way more than the Doma stuff. Um, I still think that the, the, the Doma zones were very well done, except for the Ruby C. The Ruby C was terrible. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think very many people disagree with that. But uh, I, I do think that uh, Doma was a weird addition. Um, really, uh, all of the authored stuff was a weird addition um, to, to FF14. And I think my specific complaint is that it did not feel Final Fantasy to me. I mean, it felt very Eastern and it felt very, you know, like culturally influenced, but it didn't feel intrinsically final fantasy to you, me. you know what what i think the problem was and, I, and, and i'm not really sure how this relates to yours but, but but maybe you can find a linkage between them besides yangsha there was no reason to go back to anywhere else even though they built it up nicely like imagine when we first got to kugane the amount of time we spent there setting up like all this political intrigue and learning about how things work and all that the fucking police force and then i mean obviously sure in future patches i'm sure we'll go there but you learn all that stuff and then you never have to go back to kugane right yeah i uh well, Tataru is our little like person who stays there and does right. Shit. So obviously they'll use it going forward, but sure. that's how I fought with the Ruby C. That's how I fought with the Azim steps. We literally show up, do a thing, and fuck you, we're done now. You know, you make a good point though that it doesn't feel natively Final Fantasy as, yeah. but it did feel familiar to it as, as I was playing through. And only recently have I kind of started to realize what it felt like. Sword to me. Art Online. No, <laughs> oh, it felt like an American series to me. It felt like Morrowind. Really? It had a lot of those similar beats. Like, think about the Ozium Steps, right? Okay. You get into this new area, you meet all of the factions, you set up this big, like, confrontation, yeah. and then you participate it, and then you leave and go somewhere else. And that has a very Skyrim, Morrowind-esque quality to it. I mean, yes, I, I suppose. And I did like the... Like PvP game that, that they had you play. That, that was fun. When we that said, was fun. It was when we, good said we thought your the, favorite the part Nata? of the expansion would be there, that's what we were referring to. Yeah, the Mechanically. The Mecha- was a lot of fun. Mechanically, Mechanically it was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Storyline wise, again, oh, God. Holy horrible. Thing. And even the Nottam itself, I didn't hate the story. The part I hated the story was when you come out of Barnum's Metal and you're finally ready and then you just get captured. Like that to me felt really like. Yeah. Not yeah. Real. I just feel like they're just like, okay, you come with us now and you do random side quests for us. And uh, even though we let you leave to go dive in the water, you're we're just going to trust that you're going to come, come back. back. Yeah, it like, was that it, whole thing. To me, weird. didn't really yeah. feel like it didn't make any sense. I didn't understand why we were being captured. Like, I feel like there are much better ways to like psych out your competition. Like, yeah. it just didn't fit. Like, the Nodham itself and the Starlands around the Nodham was fine, but that part right there where you get captured. I didn't understand it. Specifically, I think um, the Ozim steps are the only Atharian zone that I can think of that uh, that does feel intrinsically Final Fantasy. Feels like the Calmlands. It feels, yeah. yeah, Calmlands feels like Lothane Plateau to me. Yeah. I always thought about that when I was there. Calmlands, is that from 13? No, that's from 10. 10. That's from, okay. I thought of, you know, like when you get out of the. uh, Grand Pulse. uh, uh, Yeah. 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 That's fair too, yeah. Reminded me very much of, of Grand pulse especially didn't feel very final fantasy so well i mean (laughs) true there's a lot of things that didn't feel final fantasy about that um but the thing is is that you know like i i do i did like the zone like again i did like Mm -hmm. the zone i really like the dawn throne that was very cool i Um, like the lore with all the tribes and stuff i wanted to learn more about the tribes did you really all three of them no dude okay i will say like as much as people like oh 
like I, what I don't understand is why they didn't explain why not all the tribes participate in the Nodum because there's supposed to be like 50 tribes and I know that if you do there's a bunch of fate chains and a bunch of side quests that will explain at least like 10 other cool. different tribes yeah. which it is really cool That's but cool. I don't think we still get all 50 of them and we never really get an explanation as to why there's only like four of them you know, as much say, as I would have liked them to explain more of them I would not have liked them to explain any more of them because okay. what we got was plenty yeah but, but, yeah, no, it I did think drag it's really cool in the side quest I just yeah. think like and then there's that 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 fate chain that's for the achievement the the Taki Chronicles or whatever yeah. follows like two other completely different I, tribes and it's it, really cool. It, it would have been so easy for them even if they don't explain it in the MSQ to have thrown in three or four different tribes in the Nadam. Though I, I'd love to read about it in the next lore book, but <laughs> I, I got all I needed of Aura tribes. I got the Zela, which are awesome, and I got the Mole, well, which well, are Zayla fine. And, no, you mean the Dotharo. The Dotharl, the the mole, and the Zela are just like there's two different types of aura. Anyway, when or, yeah, the Dothal. just call them like the color yellow, green, the moon blue. ones, the moon ones who reincarnate. The anytime, ones. anytime, anytime they mention Dothral, did anyone just yeah. see the first part of it and just their yeah. head turned it into Dothraki? Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. My moon, my moon and stars. Yeah, yeah. every time. Yeah, um, and I do feel especially because like, they were like the big tough rush too. Like, yeah. Rah. I do feel like that did have a little bit of an influence on on that portion of the storyline. Probably a, a little, little bit. bit. There's a, some like aesthetic going yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, I could see it. Absolutely. I could definitely see it. By the way, if you want to call uh, Limit Break Radio, sound off on your favorite parts of uh, Stormblood. Mm-hmm. Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. Um, I have also, a question I'd like to ask the chat or if anyone listening, you know, has an answer and can email in because Nika, you've brought this up several times. Okay. Right, but I, okay. I challenge anyone to find me fucking proof of it. Okay. Okay. At some point when you first find him, he says that because the Garleans look at everyone else's inferior species and these are savages here and because of the harshness of the land, the Garleans have no reason to come here. They don't want to. They don't care. They've overlooked the Azim steps for like 20, 30 years already. All right? That means that they have no reason to fear the Garleans. We literally went there to win their tournament and then recruit them to be our army. And it was only because we were there that the Garleans came at that point, I will agree with you. But the thing is, there is a point that says if we let the Garleans run rampant and take over everything, eventually they're not going to let the the Alrod tribes sit there. Like they are, there was I can't remember where it was now, but I know for a fact there was a conversation. I will look for it that says that you know eventually no. they're going to see you as this force that is going to become a threat to them, and they will not leave you be. That's definitely that, that, that was just us trying to work them into being our slaves. Yeah, that sounds like a straw man argument to me. But I well, you know I what? Know, it but works. the thing is, is that it's true though. Like, you really think that it once the the empire has everything except for the alien step that they're just going to let them live? Yes, and this is the reason why. Because of the nature of the Nadam, the Aura tribes keep themselves in check. They're constantly slaughtering each other off, so they never have to worry about them uprising. Except clearly, they do because we go throw a wrench in that whole theory and we unite them because, and then murder them because we unify them. Yes, yes but yeah. otherwise, they never would have unified themselves. You don't know that. Yeah, there we go. There, there, there. The Dotharo girl blocked the road to Yangsha because they started to come into the step. That was a thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That was early on in that story arc. Yeah. I I won't lie. I like as much as I enjoy doing the Ozium steps. That was the beginning of my, okay, here we go, phase of the game where I'm just like, can we. 
It Can did, we get this done with, please? I, like the Ruby Step took a lot out of me. I, actually, I think it was it, it was it was Yangtze Yangtzea that did it for me. Like I I, no, I, I, had, I had a second wind in Yangtze because I got really? out of the Ruby Sea. Like, oh, once man. I was out of the Ruby Sea, I'm like, <laughs> yes, all right, I'm out of there. No man, I I definitely hit my biggest slowdown at Yangtze. Oh. Yangtze was Wait, the first so or, bad. The first or second time? First. The first. Yeah. yeah. The second uh, time you're only there for like twenty. I months. was gonna say yeah. yeah. See, I hit my like big wall the second time, and if that wouldn't have been the end of Toma, I don't know if I would have made it. Um, so I think my biggest problem, and uh, this is going to sound a little bit racist, maybe because it is, oh. but my biggest problem with Doma being included in the geography of, you know, the the globe that we inhabit is that every fucking location sounds like it's named after a goddamn Inuyasha character, <laughs> and it makes me want to blow I, my brains out. I, it really, it, that is, I think, the word, like, like, fucking, just call it Kagome, and let's be done with it, okay? <laughs> like, fuck everything. We have to liberate Kasho Inuyasha. Exactly. Like, it's, it, 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 it. I just got the Sashomaru tribe to join. I, know, I thought it was way cooler than all the Latin bullshit whoa, that Darlene's except, cool on except hold on, there's really only two zones that have actual names. That's Kugane and Yangsha. The other is just the sea, the steps. You know, okay, they have an, an adjective in there, Azim and, and Ruby. And then even if you look over at Alamigo, the fringes, the peaks, the locks. Alamigo, I'm fine with. Alamigo, it, 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 in terms of the way that places... Like, those people are white, so we're fine with them. Fucking, <laughs> fucking, like... like I know, the, and, they're, and they're also a human character. <laughs> the one the one name the one name that, that made me fucking twitch, I got so angry, was Hingashi. I was like, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know That's what the it... That's the entire continent, right? I don't know what it is is about that word like i'm just like fucking like i uh, when someone says that to me all i can imagine is just a shitty inuyasha ripoff it's his like, sword. that's it that's it that would be the it's the bad guy's sword hingashi is that it i don't know I probably fucking, i don't even care the sword kirito <laughs> no hingashi is the name of the continent where all of right the, yeah that was authored authors where doma is hingashi is where kugane is he, oh, yeah, the, oh, oh, sorry. The, okay, something right, like that. Right. Anyway, but I mean, like, honestly, like that was the part that that I think bothered me, and the thing that I just, I, I really didn't like. Like, I was like, I don't, I, you know, like for some reason, geography is a big deal to me, and I felt like again, the only way that you could have included Doma and the East. And have it been a good payoff for like veteran players of FF14 or even veterans of MMOs is to have everything, all of the narrative really tightly focused in Alamigo and Girabanya. Mm -hmm. And then after the conclusion of Alamigo, we start, we, we get access to Doma and that way it feels like a completely fresh world. And at that point, make the zones, you know, like 70 and up you know like make the zones uh difficult to traverse and and have aggro everywhere like meaningful aggro like there was this whole way that you could have structured everything that we had with Stormblood in a way that you know is a little bit more um i, I mean catered is the wrong word but a little bit more tailored to your veteran community and not really sacrificed anything in terms of narrative yeah i i I can't get on things about like a name. Like I guess like you know what I mean? Like I wasn't yeah, a the names don't bother me at all. I wasn't a fan of the idea of going to Doma mean. in that way that we did. But the least of my concerns with this would ever be a name. Like I yeah, I mean Hingashi is not 
great, but okay. Whatever. You say that, but uh, how do you feel about Lissy, Falsy, and the other C? <laughs> I thirteen <laughs> didn't have a problem with that. Oh, okay. I, fine, uh, Again, I, Final Fantasy thirteen had a litany of problems that did not center around what they named things. I, I mean, look, look. If you want to, if you really want to get into it, we can we can sit around and bitch about the fact that FF twelve still calls them Marquis. Okay. <laughs> oh Whoa. my god, that drives me. Okay, nuts. see, that I don't have a problem with names, but I do have a problem with pronunciation. <laughs> when that you're actually using a real word, that, pronounce it right. God damn it. Sure some characters say it right and some characters say it wrong. I, that is that epi- is tome of horrible. That things. is the epi- it really no 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 nika you are absolutely right and i reckon like i heard it once in the voiceover and i i like but i'm also curious there how? might actually be a dialect of britain that calls them that fuck off there is no one that calls them a marquis there actually don't shut the fuck I, I, up i feel like i looked shut it up after i was I, bitching I about that way back shut up i don't believe you exactly the republic of bastuk <laughs> It's I not like, Bastuk, you piece of shit. You put an O there, it's Bastok. I still refuse to call Ifrit Ifrit, but, you Ugh. know. Yeah, that is, you know that is another one that I'm just like, yeah, no. You know, maybe I hate, I fucking hate Square Enix's pronunciation. Fuck you guys and your weird molestation policies. <laughs> and for molesting my language. Yeah, because we're ones to talk. Ein her jar. Uh, <laughs> Ein her jar. Yeah. Hey, Classic. Her, her jar has I been Ein so hard. I'd actually like to uh, to throw back to, to one of the original complaints, or one of the original worries that me and Nero had, which this, this expansion absolutely 100% fell into and that was that Doma was going to take away from everything that Alamigo had the potential to be like I feel like whoever came up with the idea I agree you know Uh they're like looking they're talking and they're like you know we don't have a whole lot of room to work with an Alamigo and then someone came up with Doma right and then someone was like oh my god that's brilliant and they went with it purely based on the shock factor that we all felt when we when saw they first the announced tra- it the trailer yes yeah. but when it actually came down to it all the things that i enjoyed that i wanted more of came from Girabanya um, that i wanted more of i wanted got- i wanted to, uh, to delve more into fordola's past right i wanted to see more of her just in general and even the good things about doma like yatsuyu for example you could have easily recreated and put in Girabanya in some way yeah, no, I, I definitely I, I definitely agree with that. I think like in terms of the way that this narrative was structured, I think even if you wanted to kind of because, again, I do feel like from start to finish, even though Stormblood felt way longer than Heaven's Word, that start to finish it, it you know, like it, there's there's not that all that much in there that actually happens. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, yeah. especially in Doma. And no, I, and you could kind of condense a lot of those things down and they happen very quickly, you know, like like you could. Um, I'm sorry, I, I, I said condense things out. What I meant was you could draw them out, uh, uh, you know, and, and make them a lot longer. Um, some of those plot points, we moved through them very, very quickly. Yes. And now I'm, I'm thinking like now I know we're talking more narratively, but even still, like think if we had not liberated Alamigo, how nicely would Alamigo have lended to a campaign style of content where there are contested areas between Alamigo and Garlemald and we're constantly like fighting them for a contested oh area gosh. for bonuses and shit like that. I was so pissed cool when they're like when they're like, oh by the way, you know how we just took uh Castel and Veladina? Well we also got Alagiri free of charge. I'm yeah. like, what? Yeah, yeah. what the fuck? That 
would have been like a great solo cool, duty. Can, yeah. it, or it would have been cool to have that as a contested zone where sometimes Garland Mall takes it and then the players have to run back in and take it back. Like kind of like um, Saren was bringing this up to me, how back in 11 where we'd have to go after the astral mirror and if we didn't have yeah. it, in all the you couldn't use the teleport portal and you couldn't do all that bullshit, right? So how cool would it have been to have like Aligiri as a contested zone and that like if Garland Mall was in control, you needed to fight a raid of people to go in and take it back. But like, again, it would have lended itself so well to this narrative, but instead they just pushed right through it. Well, and, and you know, like in uh, 1.0, we had uh, we had things called Hamlet defenses where yep. you had mm-hmm. big waves of enemies coming in. You could really do something very similar in an area like that and mm-hmm. still make it instanced and still make it, you know what I mean? Like like a separate event that may, even duty findable. And I, I don't understand why we're just getting the same you know uh you know same three game modes that we've had with every expansion since a realm reborn square enix is lazy i it really does like and and people get so bent out of shape when when we start saying that but it really does start to feel very lazy so hard they should do it because they should quote the Yoshi. yoshi piece yeah remember that remember, remember they were gonna have a new pvp mode but people were just so tired wow so I don't. I don't. I just feel like that having a, a rebellion like this would have lent itself so well to some kind of contest. Just some kind of I'm event. Really mad mm-hmm. that they just yes. didn't. They didn't do it. like that. Would have been enough variety and content to keep us satiated for a little while, you know. Like, yeah. But no, they chose to not add anything new. Instead, 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 uh, Alamigo just becomes a dungeon. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Alamigo itself could have <clears> been the contested area. I don't fucking care. Like. Something. Now, yeah, not. No. I mean, well, it, and, and here's the thing too. If they're if their thinking was that there's not enough room within like the Alamegan territories to make enough zones, they basically they had three already. So it's fucking needed, bullshit. They can make the zones as big as they fucking well, want. Well, plus, like, look, they they use the peaks, they use the fringes, and then they had the locks, right? Alamigo could have itself been the final zone, right? Yeah. You could have then uh, gave us an actual, uh, uh, what was it, a Zelfatol or whatever? Zelfatol. Zelfatol, yeah. They basically just made that a dungeon. You could have expanded into that and actually, you know, had us go there and explore things. There's five right at the top and then go ahead and just fucking make a new one for all I fucking care. Make some subterranean zone. How cool would that have been? I mean, they modeled it, right? Like, we we fight through Alamigo. Like, how, how hard would it have been to add that as a zone that we can now go into mm-hmm. after well, everything and, and is see, said and done? The, the Alamegan Quarter was cool, right? And all you had yeah. to do was expand on that outside right. of Alamigo, and the dungeon could have just been the Alamegan Palace. Yeah. Does it... Does it feel weird that, like, Alamigo seems like this huge, giant fucking castle? Absolutely. And uh, it seems... Co- compared to, like, the old uh, as Eorzean city-states, yeah. it's, like... Way bigger than any of tiny. them. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, here's the only thing that I will give you on that, is that we don't know how affected Alamigo or Girabanya has been by calamities. Mm-hmm. We do all we know, all we know is that we've got Noah's Ark that's up in the mountain ranges, and that's it, right? Like that, and that was the, so obviously they had been impacted by the flood. I think that was what fourth was that was that the fourth. Astral umbr- umbral cycle? Gosh, I don't know. I think that uh, I can't remember all the cycles now, but yeah. yeah. I want to say it was I I, I want to say it was maybe the fourth. But the big flood um does seem to have affected them. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, we don't really know what their history with calamities has mm-hmm. been. We do know 
that city states like Ulda and um, and Limsa Lomensa have been destroyed and rebuilt again over time. Silda was, you know, the roots of mm-hmm. Ulda, right? So we know that they've had to rebuild time and time again. It does seem odd that out of all the different city states that Alamigo is physically the largest city. It feels that way, at least. I mean, am I wrong? Like, no, and in fact, I would have even imagined that what is the Alamigan Quarter at some point or another was just part of the city, was connected no, in I'm some way. No, I'm pretty sure it was. It, was. it, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. it is the city. Right. Yeah. It is part of the city. Okay, it is. so the Alamegan Quarter is basically as much of Alamigos we're going to get, and we're, then we basically yeah. went into the palace. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I mean, I guess I'm kind of okay with that. They could I mean, have it's done okay. it worse, it, it, but they could have done it better as well. Meh. No, I think that they could have done it way better. Oh, I, think, yeah. I, think, no, I agree. I think that they could have held us held us back from it and then give us an give us an entire zone after completing the MSQ. Well, like why why would that be unreasonable? No, I don't I don't think it would you be. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and like to have that be the city zone sort of like our our new Idleshire. Mm-hmm. That's actually a pretty decent reward. Right. Like not a not an encampment where we are launching plans and making plans or, or launching attacks from. Right. Because if we've now taken El Amigo, we now have to spend the rest of the expansion in Ralgar's reach. Right. How does that make any sense? Yeah. Right. How do you justify that? Like, like you saw all the people. First of all, he ends a little victory speech. Fucking joke to, to 20 people. Okay. But when we actually take El Amigo and you know, you have. Oh, you I'm know, so nervous. You know, Lisa and, and all the other signs in there and all your other allies are standing up at the top of those stairs and you're looking down over just legions of Alamegans. But now let's all go back to Ralgar's Reach to hang out. What the fuck? Most Vani in the chat saying Flood was the fifth, if they recall correctly, uh, the one preceding Bahamut. I don't think that that's right, though. That doesn't seem right. Um, I need to go dig out my lore book. Because, well, I mean, because wasn't, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You're wrong. Wasn't, 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 um, um, shit, I'm, I'm, for, I'm blanking on the zone name. Uh, the one that, that's floating. Um, sea of clouds. No, journey mists. No, Azis Law. Azis Right. Okay. Yes. Wasn't Azis Law designed to be the way that the Garleans, uh, not the Garleans, the uh, Alligans. Thank you. God They're damn! Alligans. All of the lore is just gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, that the Alligans were trying to be able to survive the uh, the the, the, the coming. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. That was like their haven. They like floated it so they could get away from the clan. So what was what was the, fucking Noah's Ark then? Was that a different? Th- that was, th- was that actually a calamity, or was that just some yeah. folk thing? No, I mean it's got it's got to be. It's no, gotta I'm pretty be a sure calamity. it was to avoid a calamity. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it I thought it was a flood. <laughs> DJ Gamer saying they justify it by saying we don't want to make Alamega a zone. Though, first of all, that's not a justification. No, okay? that's just why you didn't do it. And and second of all, did they did they ever actually try to justify why Alamigo isn't a zone? Um, I don't think so. No, I don't think so at all. I mean, I, I guess, remember like going into it thinking like I really want it to be a zone. I'm sure it won't be, I, and they'll never. Tell I mean, us. I, I wanted it. I, I wanted the same thing, but I knew that I wasn't going to get it. I'd like to say that maybe we would get yeah, it later, but there's no evidence to suggest no. that they would do that. No, whatsoever. we've never gotten uh, a real. Why? Thing why would you no. even think that? 
absolutely not there, because developers should do it there's only a few there's only a few things that i ex- expect at this point um see uh the fucking uh um eureka which i i fully expect at this point to just be copy and paste diadem 2.0 oh, for stormblood um yeah. i i i hope that it's something different but that's what i expect um so we know that we're gonna eventually go into a zone for eureka hmm. um and then we also know that we're doing the evilese raid so um i think the only possibility of getting alamigo as a is a thing is going to be maybe in 5.0 where Alamigo has been completely rebuilt and we need to go in and rally forces before we go to Garlemald. That would I be don't, I, only, I don't see it. only I don't see it. possibility. Would, I'm not saying it will. I'm not okay. saying it will, right, but I'm okay. saying if we were to ever get it, it wouldn't be till then. And I still don't think we'll get it. They wouldn't waste uh, one of their six zones on a thing from last expansion. Because, of course, there's a limited amount of zones that they can add. Well, we, the last time, they, we had way too much content for a 2.0, so we have to dial it back. So six zones yeah. is the hard limit. They tuckered themselves out making all that content for us. So, okay. so much content. So much. Much wow. Um, No, no, there's actually no, not much not wow. Not much that, wow. That's the problem. Needs yeah. more wow. Needs way more wow. <laughs> Words you never thought you'd utter. More wow, less boo. Yeah, well, that's true. Um, so, like, I, I, I really did have uh, a problem with a lot of the Ruby C content, including the Confederacy. Oh, jeez! What a boring, Dragon. what a boring part of that storyline. Can, can we talk the about the fucking Kojin? Yes, yes, thank you. Oh. I would like to talk about how weak the whole Kojin primal thing was, right? Thank well, you. here, so just lump, th- lump th- the Ananta in, too, because both primals no, are awful. No, actually, The Kojin's one tied in more than the Ananta. Stop! That's no, totally it's still, oh my god, fuck off, Nika! No, it didn't! <laughs> the Ananta one was so out of left field. No! Okay, look. They, the- they literally walk up and they're like, hey guys, we accidentally summoned a thing, can you come kill it? And Alphanet literally says, well, um, we kind of have to, like, yeah, go the- save the world, but, um, I mean, I guess Whoa. we can't ignore a primal or Nika, something? you, okay, first of all, we literally take a fucking stone into a vault and surprise a primal, but that makes more <laughs> fucking sense to you. It Look, does because it's no. still part of the story of the, getting the Kojin. No. The Ananta were never part of the equation. Like the, that's the thing. The Kojin were at least like someone oh, we were trying to. Okay, get to okay, start. guys, guys, let's focus on the Kojin wow. first, and then go into the Ananta, please. The please. Kojin were more well established within the world because they were traitors. They felt more intrinsic in the way that the lore was set up. Yes. That is true. But Susano was so fucking randomly shoehorned in there. Our plan our plan was literally, look, if you get this treasure for us that we lost and take it to the vault, not even take this treasure to them and, and they'll think you're cool. Yeah. No, take this treasure, <laughs> put it in the vault so they get mad at you, and then they'll go away from, from the Garleans and that'll no, be I our chance. I thought it was so they would thank us for giving it back to them. The, no. fact, the fact that we're arguing about this point proves how dumb it was. Yes. No, the, the idea was I, we we stole the fucking redstone from wherever they was from wherever it was keeping, and then they bring it back to the red cogen, which sets off the alarms for some reason. That's what it was that we were able to get into the vault. Yeah, that brought them back. Dumb. Like they no, could, I think they, they I'm still not said, convinced. Go break into the vault. We didn't need. I'm the not convinced stone. that our little cogen friend didn't know that it was going to summon a primal. Okay, the, the entire time, like I honestly, God thought that he tricked us and sent us there so that we would kill the primal and then gain people's favor. But like, there was that, nothing ever to hint that he knew that it was going to happen, and everyone's like, no, and he didn't know that would happen. I'm like, I, I think. 
think he did. That it should have been, then it should have been better communicated that that is what's going on because otherwise it looks completely fucking accidental. Oh, we summoned a fucking primal. Our bad. Let's put it down now. Right? Because I don't think that he didn't want to tell us that, or we probably would have been like, eh, let's not summon a primal. But maybe. I was fully convinced that he wanted to trick us, get us to summon the primal, so that we would kill it and look good in everyone's eyes. That's was my entire takeaway. Had from that. he said that though. If you want to look good in everyone's eyes, summon and kill this prime, we'd have been like, oh, yeah, it, okay, okay, if it's yeah. the only way we do this for a living, that's fine. Fair enough. Yeah. The Anata actually felt better to me because, first of all, they weren't as ingrained in, like, a culture or a structure or, you know, within the the the, the overall uh, ecosystem that is Alamigo. Yes, I get that. But they don't necessarily have to be. They were just there. Beast tribes exist places. Now, the fact that the Garleans would kidnap a princess from the other tribe because they don't know the fucking difference, that makes sense to me. Yeah. And the fact Specifically that... Specifically for Dola doing that. I mean, Yes. And on. the fact I mean, yeah, I that guess a that's princess true. died and it made the mother so distraught that she summoned a primal, that makes more fucking sense to me than Hocus Pocus. Let's bring the Triforce pieces together and summon fucking <laughs> Ganondorf. Okay. I, I see that, was, that was my quote, cool, by the way. Yes, but that I was still, your joke. I still feel like we were like literally on the way to the next zone, and someone Nata shows up, and she's like, "Uh, can you guys come help us kill this?" And I just the way that Alphanada was literally like, "Um, but we kind of have a thing no. to do." But like, I guess we can't ignore. You know what though? I guess Alpha literally actually, mimicking the player at that point of, "I don't yes, want to go was, do he that." He was voicing what we were. We were like, "But we have something really important to do." But this is a primal, so like, can we ignore it? Okay. No. Here's the thing, though. We've actually gotten to this point. And I remember really, really early on, back in like the beginning of Heaven's War, when we knew we were getting more primals again. We're like, oh, the primal thing," because they had always sort of been propped up as like these major things. You know, they 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 had huge legacies with Titan and Ifrit and Shiva and stuff like that. And then these kind of started to wear. They started to wear out their welcome. Yeah. And I've actually gotten to the point now where I don't even consider them to be these big things now. The whole because they've never accomplished anything. Whether whether it's accidental or whether it's a beast tribe doing it on purpose, I'm at the point now where the random summoning or appearances of primals is just this weird ass phenomenon that just happens in Eorzea, and it's just <laughs> yeah, something that we right. deal with when it pops up. Well, that's what I mean because we have successfully dealt with it immediately every time. Like yeah. like like there's been primals that we've been there before they were summoned, like, or we get there right as they're being summoned for the first time. Or you've got uh, Ramu, who's not really even a bad primal; he just yeah. happens to be a primal who decides to test you when you get there. And we decide to kill him. They've never, there's never been like, uh, this primal's been wreaking havoc. Uh, you yeah. know, like we haven't seen like a section of Limsa get rocked by Leviathan or something like to be like, oh, yeah. Juxta, this is a problem. Uh, Juxta made an interesting point in, uh, earlier when we were talking about this before the show. And and, I, and we think one of the things that they should do, if that's going to be it, like if, if the primals are just some of this weird phenomena that can happen, right? Because whether it's a single person summoning it or an entire tribe summoning it, I feel like there should be a little bit more research done into it to figure out exactly what it is that causes these types of things. Because at this point, that's what it is. The summings of Primal is just some type of unexplained ethereal phenomenon that just happens to happen around Eorzea. Well, like, think about it. Yeah, it happens well, when emotions... A, a lot of high emotions and crystal energy come together. Right, but think about, like, what that means. Like, that should be happening... All the fucking time. It has to do with the crystal energy and also a, a lot of a lot of the primals need a vessel as well. If you have a bad day at the auction house, there should be primals popping up everywhere. <laughs> well, and, and that's why it would make more sense for maybe Square Enix to to maybe look into that a, a, a little bit more because give yeah. us more lore about how primals are, what they are exactly, make it more known within the world of Final Fantasy fourteen. Yes. So it's not like oh we're gonna go kill your god because. 
they're we, not. We know you're not gods. That's right. Right at this point, primals are more like natural disasters. They happen sometimes. Maybe you know they're more akin to happen in the rainy seasons. I don't know. Sorry to hear about your tornado, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Primal <laughs> warning in Eastern Thonalon until 8 p.m. tonight. <laughs> until Warvlake can get over there. Yeah, exactly. He's having, I, he's having lunch with Amrick right now, but he'll be done shortly. But but overall, honestly, I think I think both of the Beastmen were handled poorly. The yeah. biggest problem that I had with uh, both the Beastmen, the Confederacy, and the aura of Azim Step was, and, and this is one of the reasons why I hate the Doma side, but I actually like the Girabania side, is, you know how we make fun of, like, old RPGs, because it's like, oh, you need to get up into the mountain? Well, go and f- fetch me, you know, the rat's tail over in the cavern. But the guy at the cavern is like... does your job change, you idiot. Before I before I can give you the rat's tail, I'm gonna need you to go find this for me, and this for me, and this for me. The yeah, fetch questions. Right, on your way to Doma, it's like, alright, well, we've uh, recruited the help of the Kojin, which gets us the help of the Confederacy. Now we can get into Yangsha, and we got the farmers on our side. Now let's go to the Nanambul so that we can get the aura on our side and the first time that we actually get to Doma Castle we launch a successful attack on one place we had to take one place just the castle that's all we had to take in Doma through how many zones and then when we go back to Girabania granted this is probably why it felt rushed but we had to take uh, Veladina then we without trying took Alighieri <laughs> by, then, completely by accident then we had to take the Castrum Imperioris place and then we had to take Castrum Abania and then we moved into Lox it actually felt like you were in a theater of war no. and had we not gone to Doma and stretched all that out you might have actually had an A or B grade expansion on your hand no and like that thing with doma is such classic final fantasy and i don't like this goes back to playstation one era final fantasy where they set you up with this impossible to handle task and you like you you spend a long period of time being told it's impossible you can't do anything but then when it gets right down to it you're given a very short simple concise way of accomplishing it and you just go do it like for instance you have the whole take final fantasy 8 you have this whole long complicated thing about sorceresses coming back from the future to possess sorceresses from the past to compress time and you're like cool so what do I do about that? Like, well, you really can't do anything about it. She's in the future and you're in the past. All right, great. And then you go like go on like a little while later and it's like, wait a minute. What if we let her compress time? Then we can just go kill her in the future. Oh, well, that's simple. Maybe we should just go do that. And that's what Doma turned into. It's like, like, oh, we're trying to start a, a you know, start a, a revolt a, a, with a bunch of people who don't want to revolt because, you know, the Garleans own all this territory. Well, yeah, but all if we just take Doma Castle, it's over and Doma's liberated. Like, <laughs> They don't have like, a single no one, stronghold anywhere else in Doma? Like, no one thought of that before. Oh, just take the castle, then. <laughs> exactly. Like, you're telling me that in all of Author, they don't have another stronghold waiting? Except they don't even take the castle. We just flood it and destroy it. Yeah, we're just yeah. blowing it up, really. <laughs> if they can't have the castle, nobody can. Oh, but can anyone else appreciate the fact that when we get back to Girabanya, Rabban's like, huh? blowing up your own stronghold we could learn a thing or two from them <laughs> and then when the garleans blow up their castrum with the cannon we're like i can't believe they would do <laughs> those that. monsters <laughs> shit. but the thing is to be Holy fair shit. They, the reason that we were more upset about the garleans doing that is they also killed their own men no still, one in doma castle was their but own still, nobody like even batted an eyelash at that <laughs> Yeah, there's Holy definitely a little. Shit. Uh, Did you not notice that before? Jackson? No, that hadn't no. occurred to me. Mainly because no, I see, it's because they were more upset with them killing their own men. I'm telling you, that was the deal. Yeah, like, it wasn't. The whole Doma Castle thing was that like it was their. At first, they're like, it's our sacred place. You can't do it, and they're like, no, yes, we can because it's literally 
completely owned by them and we can rebuild it. Like they weren't worried about killing. Well, I think I think the exact line or it's it's the thought that he and gets cut off in the middle of saying is like it's just a castle yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. it's just you know for, for all of Whereas- our for all of our struggle at the end of the day it's just a castle right your and grandfather kept- built it. I, but but like and i appreciate i actually like appreciate what the subtext of that message is and and it's something that that i kind of you know agree with and you know maybe maybe this is um you know a message that 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 people need to hear at this point in time but fucking culture is stupid culture is are the shackles that prevent progress and if you want things to change every once in a while you've got to give up that whole idea of like well it was my grand it was my grandpappy's and his before his and just this whole idea that that you know culture plays a role in any of our decision making at this period in time sentimentality like culture is still important in order to preserve like the the diversity between people i think it's i think it's the sentimentality behind certain things that aren't as important as what the issue is fucking is it though like because because what what you're really saying like that like like honestly when you're talking about preserving culture you're 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 really talking about like not allowing two people to fuck and and continue like no, like I, to continue no, on a, a fucking blood like like at some point that's what it gets down to we're, we're not talking, talking culture is in like the tradition it, the I'm not uh, dude I'm not that kind of thing. I'm not sitting like, I'm not sitting here railing on the idea of museums that that present uh, a, a context and a timeline for our our history as people but i'm talking about this idea that you know monuments serve any kind of actual purpose outside that of their personal meaning that's what see that's what that, i was going to get saying, is, sentimentality is right your culture might be that you are your family is catholic or whatever you go to you believe going to church great but sentimentality is not allowing a decrepit building to be torn down because that was your church when you were a kid well, okay, great. You're standing in the way of progress by letting that, by keeping this rusted out, decrepit building standing. Yeah. That's your sentimentality surrounding your culture, which is, I think, dangerous and not necessarily a good thing. But the culture that led to it is fine. It doesn't bug, bug me any. I, I well, I, I just I look at it as as history, like fucking and I, I, like. At least for me, I don't want to carry the baggage of my grandparents or their grandparents into my life. Like it, like what my the decisions that that my parents or grandparents made, or you know anyone in my bloodline or life, you know what I mean. Like any of those people, they they don't like impact the way that i view the world or the the decisions that i make right like only only in a very like minor sense is that true but yet and and again you know we we see tons of people uh that are are claiming to be defending their heritage right now but you know what i mean like and that's and the idea that that like look that's your grandparents bullshit leave it where it is like they died put it in the ground with them Right. You know, like that is the kind of shit that I get exhausted with. That's the kind of shit that I, you know, and and I can appreciate and pull out of a message like this. Like, yeah, it's just it's just, just a castle. It's just a fucking castle. We'll rebuild it, dudes. Uh, or we'll, bu- of, we'll we'll build a better one. Fuck it. Speaking well, right, of which, but that's that's what but what Robbie or what Kala was saying there with that people were like freaking out over Garlands destroying their own place. They weren't freaking out about them destroying their 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 tower. They were freaking right. out that literally they were that whole scene where you're that yelling. 
people were in it. Yeah. Like they're like, that was not even just your own people. That was your team. Like those were your friends. Like you were the people you worked the closest with and you blew them up. Like that was the Mm -hmm. bigger issue here. Not the fact that they destroyed their own tower. So speaking of uh, blowing up our own castle, was anyone else pleasantly surprised with Hien? Because um, I expected to hate Hien. Yes. I loved Hien. I did yeah, too. Absolutely. I ended up really liking him. He's more of a bro than Amrick or Hearts and Farts put together. Well, Fact. Amrick is awesome. No, he, he I'll give you, way better I'll than g- Amrick. I'll give you that he's that he's better than Amrick. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I didn't, what? I didn't, Amrick is my bait. See, I didn't hate Hien. You're right. And and I don't know if, like, like do you genuinely like him? Or was it maybe, yeah. or was it maybe just because you were so surprised you didn't hate no. him? And how he could have been like weeaboo incarnate that you're like, eh, is pretty nice. No, I actually enjoyed his character. Huh. Yeah, I, I came out of that pretty bland. I came out of that feeling like he was one of my more favorite characters in that story. Ugh. I think your his weakness think, is uh clouding your judgment cuz I think if he was a a white, a white-skinned uh, normal person <laughs> that you'd be all all I'm on. If he had if boobs, he was a, I probably would be. Have you seen the way he looks? He is a white-skinned normal person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's a, he's a Highlander. He's definitely like human character yeah, the, yeah like your your racist uh, ma- rhetoric backfired on you there mayonnaise white bread ro- no, white bread fucking, sandwich he's the motherfucker prince of over Doma. here yeah all right he's definitely a fucking foreigner <laughs> to us did you look at his face okay well that's not my fault well, yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a he looks like Jon Snow emulating a or he's emulating Jon Snow with a samurai hairdo. There you, there go. you go. Yeah, uh, he did have some Jon Snow qualities about him. Actually, Jon Snow with a fucking man bun. Is, yeah, yeah. He didn't snow with a man bun. I don't I like think it. he ever tongued a wildling though. Well, you that would have made his character well, more well, interesting. Well, you don't think him and pink-haired mole got it on at least once Absolute while they were rehabilitating fact. him? Come not, on. not in a snowy cave. What? That's where that's where John yeah, Snow. Yeah, I get it. I mean, yeah, I mean, John Snow wasn't a snowy cave. That was a hot spring, buddy. Yeah, it was. But yeah. it, I know how to use it. Okay, well, I'm talking about the outside of the yeah. cave was snowy. The inside was a hot spring. Shut up. You know nothing, Hien. Uh, anyway, <laughs> if she, oh my god, if she had dropped that line, everyone would have just been like, "Go to hell." Hey, there was a whole Game of Thrones reference with the Red Mage quest, which was hilarious. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, um, you know, I did actually appreciate uh, the the subtle clue that uh, Alice dropped about how a man on the road taught her the ways of the Red Mage. Yeah, <laughs> she yeah. totally did the Red Mage quest. Yeah, line. I'm like, oh yeah, and then he actually mentions, oh, Alice had trouble with this too, and then he never mentions her again. I was like, oh, yeah. okay. There were a lot of actually nice moments with uh, with the twins through through throughout the expansion that I wish they would have expanded on a little bit more. Um, I mean that whole shot uh, that uh, Alice takes from Fordola. Oh my gosh! Right? Um, yeah. For a half second, I was like, "Oh, could it?" No, wait. No, this no, is Square no, Enix that we're right. talking about. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, can Square Enix pull off a character death, please? No. And here, no. Like, okay. With the, I think Harshafan's death was stop really it. Well shut shut up. Up. Stop. Like, like I said Stop. I didn't care for fucking apologist but his death was well done, I thought. There's a gigantic hole in that story, but <laughs> and it's, and it's most, not his chest. Yeah. Mostly through Harshafon. Yeah. Nika, if you have to say, well, they could have done it if, th- then they didn't do it. Right. Okay? They didn't well, do it. I didn't it. say that. I said I thought that they did. The, that st- they told his death very well. Mm. I just so, didn't care for Harshafon. Uh, we've all kind of had a moment so far. We've gotten to say our least favorite thing about the story, and this is where we're at mine, because we just went to war. And in a war with the strongest military on the planet, to our knowledge, with the strongest person on the planet, considering he beat us, considering he beat us and we were the strongest before that, 
we didn't lose anyone of importance to us. And no. I think but that what is about such Conrad? A, fuck Conrad. What I, about old guy? That is such a dishonest representation of war. Yeah. You, are you kidding me? You went to war on two separate fronts, mind you. Yeah. In both Doma and Alamigo. Didn't lose a the single person. And yeah. lost no one of importance we, to you. We, yeah. we, okay, we don't know that Gosetsu's alive. We don't know that. We lo- yeah, we, your character we, doesn't know we that. We think we lost Gosetsu as big of a loss as that was. Right, but I don't get to feel what my character feels. I only get to feel what I feel. Now, hang on. Now, when you guys thought that Gosetsu was dead... I Bef- cared. Before that final, you know, the the, the I cared reveal. more about Yosu no. dying. First of all, yes. I was actually sad that Yosu was dying because I wanted to explore her I hate, more. God, she, I hated her. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Robbie, Robbie, you wanted to explore her more. Really? Interesting. Would it have been particularly in the place between her legs that you wanted to explore a little bit more? I don't think that was age appropriate. Like underneath her shirt a little bit? Is that like, what you're talking about? Weird dress thing, yeah. I, I am a gorgeous girl with big cans. <laughs> I think I, I feel like being stepped on by Gosetsu her. was actually I surprisingly really liked him. I thought that he had enough was. humor and banter. I thought he was funny yet still like humble. And so yeah. when he died, I actually got teary eyed. To, to be fair though, I, I do think that Gosetsu had strong moments, but only when he was with Yatsuyu. Like yeah. him by yeah, himself. Th- their their no. rivalry was pretty yeah. good. And, and I, will grant, I will grant you that. That if, their moments together were good. If anybody thought that they were actually dead up until that last credit or, or post credit scene. I did. You're a fucking idiot. Come on. Mika. No, once they said they couldn't find his body, I was getting suspicious. But, but the, that, was the, yeah, that was the thing. As yes. soon as they said they couldn't find his body, I'm like, hey, he's alive. Not even yeah. just that, yeah. but they went out of their way to be like, I mean, it could have been swept out. I mean, the way that it collapsed, it was so weird. It shouldn't have collapsed that way, but when it collapsed, it all got moved out to sea. Isn't that weird how it collapsed that the, way when it shouldn't have? The guy, the guy's, <laughs> the guy's the size of a goddamn pillar looking for his body is like looking for the body of Yokozuna. You can't fucking miss the right. thing. Right? Like it, 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 he's like 530 pounds. I, how can uh, yeah, the minute they said, "Oh, we can't find his body." Yeah, oh, you're alive. Duh. Right. Now I, I do I do like his that cheapened his character though cuz he had that noble sacrifice within yep. him and now he's Absolutely. Like, well, that's Square Enix's trademark. Actually give someone a legitimate death and make it mean something. Bring him back, but and that's that's what gets back. We went, we just went through a war and ostensibly lost no one we care about. Which Conrad, is, but Conrad, but yeah, but yeah, what is that? Was interesting, Conrad. He was so but, boring. But yeah, as, but as, uh, he was our the friend. War of Light doesn't care about Conrad. However, Conrad was the leader of the resistance. He was a figurehead, and he meant a lot to Lise. So, right, I, but I don't like, care what Lise cares about. Like I don't get to, I don't get to I experience care what my Lise. friends care about. Oh, like, you don't get to experience her. You mean between her legs and under her shirt? <laughs> Jesus, I want to touch Conrad. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Like <laughs> that was really weird, Escalia. We only I, get to experience, you know, what we as players feel. Like, so if you try to set something right, up but for if our my friends are sad, I'm sad. So, like, least being sad definitely made me sad. So, hang on, no, no, no. This isn't I, a real person, I, though. I, I, I really like Escalia's <laughs> point here because, like, yeah, you go through two wars on two different continents. You don't lose anyone close to you as a result of it. But yet, one assassination attempt wipes out all of your friends. Right. Going back all the way to the 2.0, 2.5 mm-hmm. uh, storyline. Right, exactly. It, it, I just One, thought that was a, But it didn't wipe out anyone either. No, as it turns, I, it, out. As it turns out. But, but, as, but we thought for an entire, you know. Yeah. So it still served a purpose. Right. right. And I just think oh that's God, a really dishonest st- portrayal of Are war. we really justifying how none of them died? That's not okay. Yeah, are, you, are we seriously like using... I mean, actually, we lost Minfilia. Let's let's be real there, but... That is true. We did. We, that, and at the, at the end of the day, I mean, we got a long goodbye with 
with her, dear God. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did end up losing Minfilia. So we can't say we lost But the nobody. thing is, is that we didn't lose her to the war or the battle. We lost her because the goddess was like, I'm going to take her, K-Peace. Yeah, I'm going to borrow her. We got another uh, shard that needs some attention. Okay, here's, here's one thing that I legitimately do not understand. And I don't know if it was because I clicked through dialogue too quickly or I just wasn't paying attention or I didn't care. But why is it that... Uh, the whole thing with Lola Rito has been kind of smoothed over. Like, what happened there Nothing. exactly? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. We're working with his, like, Kugane person. Why? And he, I think he's kind of working as a middleman between us, but I'm not really sure this, why. No, he is, he is totally 100% Lolo Rito's man, and we are yeah. working with him yeah. because Tataru has him under her control, quote-unquote. Think of it like this. Think of Lolo Rito, at least right now, he's kind of like this weird mix between what Littlefinger and Varus is. I think he does... Okay, that's kind of fair. I think he does have that's, the, yes, the, the safety person. of the realm in mind, and obviously yeah. we do a lot of good things for it but the second that Lolo Rito can get one up on us or maybe our our uh, uh, goals don't align with his I think he will turn well, against and us. And that's the thing is you can trust Lolo Rito so far as your goals are in his best interest. In I that, thought you were going to say so far as you could you throw, throw him, him. <laughs> and I was going to say you could probably <laughs> throw him very that's far. That's what I mean. Yeah. You can't trust him that far. No. <laughs> only as far as you guys are working towards the same thing. As long as you are fighting the Garleans and there's a war going on right on Uldah's doorstep yeah, you can probably trust him. He do, it does not serve him well to stab you in the back while you're in Kugane. Yeah. However, now that that is over with, and especially as we maybe start taking the war going the other direction and there's profit to be had, now I wouldn't know if I'd be so willing to trust Lolo Rito anymore. You know, that's a really good point, because once the Garleans are gone, someone else is going to have to rise to some semblance of power, and this is a chance for Lolo Rito to get his oh. fingers in deeper. Whether or not Square Enix is going to capitalize on that, I don't trust. Why would they? That's actually, I think, maybe one of the only plot lines that I could see continuing on into the patches. Well, we, we talked a little bit about that on our prediction episode way back when, is that when this expansion ends and we are successfully liberate Alamigo, we didn't know at the time we were going to liberate Doma too, uh, that there was going to be some semblance of a power vacuum yes. in Alamigo. And okay, that's, that's what fair. I would assume maybe 4.1 and 4.2 will be dedicated to, is this power vacuum state. Because yeah, we just overthrew the Garleans. They're gone. But isn't that isn't that kind of similar to what happened with uh, like in Heaven's Word? Yes, where there a was a power bit. vacuum, and then I mean, I think that this one's going to be more substantial because uh, one of the things he... that I think Raubon actually says is, is you know, our work is far from done. We still have to decide what type of government they want to establish here. Right. Yeah. And now, doesn't oh. Garlemald still have a consulate in Kugane though? Yes. Well, I don't think Kugane was under the rule the same way wasn't. that Doma was. Yeah, Kugane is Hingashi, which is right. not Doma. Hingashi. Hingashi. Right. Yeah, no, they uh, they operate on very different terms than did mm-hmm. Doma. They Doma like was owned person. by them. You know what? Yeah. I, you know what? I am not, I am no longer actually going to call anything in authored by its uh, given name. It's it's the n- they're only? now all going to be Bob. Inuyasha characters. Ex- excellent. So, yeah. The fact that you Inuyasha. know enough Inuyasha characters yeah. to name them all is also questionable. Yeah, yeah. Like you're a weeb suspicion. The only one I know is Inuyasha now. And Kagome. <laughs> I know Kagome and Inuyasha. And they save the fucking names in the show for like 50% of the dialogue. How could I not I know, know the I names? I know Kikyo as well. Oh, I don't know the rest Jesus. of them. I forgot about Kikyo. It's a show, Maru. Oh, Sashomaru, that's right. You guys are just talking gibberish to me. (laughs) That's what all of the names of every place in the whole fucking continent sounds like to me. 
Kiki just Kiki. Si- yes, exactly. By the way, if you want to give the uh, show a call, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, limitbreakradio.com slash Discord. Fugane fr- is the Switzerland of FF14. No, I guess, feel free to no, disagree guess- with us if you want, um, but let us know what you thought of Stormblood. It'll feel like that if that's your only, like, relative comparison of Japanese but like I took oh. Japanese and like none of this sounds like that to me but. Uh, something I'd like to point out just because uh, when when Juxman and I talk about it, I don't think that he realized this alright but this is probably one of the most disappointing things that I've seen uh, so Xenos had his weird little like evil scientist guy that popped up right he's gone now guys you realize that he was the yeah, second we, boss in, the, yeah, in, we in, in, in Alamigo we killed him already yeah. right Right. I didn't realize that. Yeah. You didn't realize that? Yeah. Oh, well, I forgot. Where he's like, what the fuck? experiment and much. Like, why yeah. didn't they do more with him? I don't even think we learned his name. Did anyone else look at that character and immediately think of the weasel in Conker's Bad Fur Day? The weird yeah, Nazi scientist no. weasel? No, I, I no. thought it was the same fucking character. Like, mm. I thought of Baxter Stockman for some reason. You're, you're thinking more of like a turtles? I'm thinking of like a Hojo type character. You're, ta- you're talking about the guy who delivered the um monologue about you know like oh well we can't do magic in Garlemald the, the, and all yeah, of that the, the yeah. one who changed Kryle or, or used uh, yeah, yeah, Fordola yeah yeah, she, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah um, and, and, and he was the boss who like separates your soul from your body in, in Omega oh is that Something. is that, that, was that was actually I thought that was a really clever yeah. mechanic yeah. Yeah, that, was, that, was actually, that was him so, that was fun so uh, possible interesting character gone yeah I, awesome th- thanks th- Square Enix that, uh, what's he gonna do sit in jail yeah, that's true. I don't know. He could have not been a boss. Squirtix is really good at having boss that don't mean anything in dungeons. I was just saying, like, he was like their lead scientist. The guy's a fucking monster. He's going to, he's going to either be imprisoned or killed. He but could I mean, have like, escaped or something or not been in the fucking castle. Yeah, just I mean, do something more with him. And again, had we no Doma and all Alamigo, we could have seen him performing various terrible experiments all through the expansion. He could have what, been what Snively from what, Sonic the Hedgehog. What does the name Hojo mean to you? Right? Nothing. Okay. Uh, what? Because FF7? he didn't like new FF7. Oh, Ignore FF7. that plan. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, you didn't like FF7. But anyway, no, no, spell he, felt, he felt like a Hojo to me. And he could have been. That would he been could have. That was my point. That's that's what I was building toward. Is that he? You know, Square Enix does know how to do character development. Hojo's a great example of a character like that. That was, you know, tangential to the plot, but also they made fully fleshed out and mm-hmm. interesting. Yep. And then they killed him off in a fucking dungeon. Yeah. The second boss, the not second even, boss? not even, not even final boss of the dungeon. Yeah, because he had like all this backstory about how like he was like doing like, science experiments, and the emperor didn't want him doing that shit, and then Xenos enlisted him anyway. Right, and shit, and there was a lot, that, a lot of room to explore there. And there's tons of plot threads, and you know, just snip that, gone. Yeah, bye. That's not bye. critical to the presentation. I know. Science. All right, <laughs> let's. Uh, uh, we, we've got uh, we've got about a half an hour left here in the show. Again, if you want to call Limit Break Radio on Skype eight one zero five one five eight seven one five limitbreakradio dot com slash discord. Um, let's talk about the end. I mean, I feel like we've talked about most of the other uh, major plot points yeah. that have been building to this confrontation in Alamigo, uh, and of course the uh, the the menagerie as well. Um, first of all, how did no one see a giant fucking Shinryu? Like oh, they pull God. back, they pull back on the shot when they first show it to you, and you're like. Oh, well, how he's did, just been here this whole time. Shit, I did, really do wish the warrior how, might have just been like, how did I miss that? that yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Like, it, it does not make sense no. how you cannot fucking even see a hint of that. <laughs> 
Like, yeah. or, you know, or the I, fact that they got that and in no way anywhere did we hear anything like, oh, you know, they got some, you know, the, the, the Garleans spent a few days over here in this area and, you know, they went through and there's all types of aether. Like, like, like there's nothing. Nobody knew it whatsoever in any way. Ugh. It's just sitting back there in a f- old zoo. <laughs> like, it just yeah, doesn't. And fuck it, like, like, okay, first, first. Shinru ex machina. First, no, you want to talk ex machina, fucking. Urianje coming oh in. Oh my god. Literally with the Deus Ex Machina for Fordola. He wasn't even in fucking Stormblood no, for this whole expansion. Nothing. It's so shoehorned in where he's just like, here, take this. And you're like, why the fuck am I going to take this? What the fuck is why? Were you just he's lounging like, on this beach here and you happen to notice us? I can't tell you why, but you might need this. Yeah, this. I hate characters that come in conveniently at the right time with the conveniently best item. Okay, for the a Stinian on the Junin canon then? Uh, yeah, exactly. Mm, I feel like oh, Stinian's been following. Oh, come on! Just stop. Nika, 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 just stop right now and just... just before we go any further, just admit that you took the bait for the fan service in that moment. That that is a fan service moment. Well, this is the thing. In terms of the narrative, weird. in terms of the narrative, it is fucking pointless. Well, I thought they were going to build off of him more, and they didn't. That was why at, the, he, at that moment, I was like, oh, maybe Asidian's going to be like doing something. And no, no, we, no, 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 well, no. Remember, we, we speculated before that he was going to come back with Omega, because that was kind of like his original right, we thought and so. then Omega dropped, and he didn't show up. So now at this point, I'm kind of like, okay, I fell for it, and I wish okay, I would. They, they, there actually, quote-unquote, was a reason but it was a shitty one because I mean, you to destroy the eyes exactly so that kind of like ended his arc but first of all when when fucking xenos i guess vanishes we take his body how did no one notice the two fucking nidhog eyes sitting there in the grass they were behind a flower I you know what our history with those eyes is not great. Yeah, I don't I don't fault the Warrior of Life for and, not touching those okay, cuz we on. fuck up with that, okay? He killed Fair. them, right? So why didn't we do that to begin with? That, see, okay, that's why when I was like, how come we didn't do this like cast them into the abyss? Wait, apparently we were allowed to just destroy them. Yeah. We could have just poked them. Okay, okay. Or, or wait, you're, was you're, it, not, was you're not the and, Azure Dragoon. It, wait, I am yeah, actually. actually. As a matter of fact, <laughs> yes I yeah, am. Good point. Good point. So am I actually. Good point. Um but the thing is uh was Estinian I think Estinian was unconscious in that moment where we did throw the eye right? He like was, it was it was, was just yep. after beating him. Right. As as uh, Bahamut. Right, or, yeah. no, no, not Bahamut, Nidhogg. but fucking Nigga. I'm yeah. the one who y'all cast him into the abyss, but I'm still saying, like, we couldn't have just been like, why don't we just break can, these? Can we try and destroy them? Has anybody actually tried that? Let, let me poke them with my animal weapon. Okay, it wasn't well, very if, hard to destroy them. No, no it poke, did poke. not look very hard, but, I mean, look, if you want, if you, fucking terrible, terrible writing, but, it, it, it Estinian having the power, having the only, being the only one who would have the power to destroy the eyes makes at least a little, sure, a little bit of sense. I'll give I mean, you that. he literally was Nidhogg, so. Yeah. I mean. yes, yes. Right. So I, I do understand that. And, and us throwing him into the abyss in a moment of panic while we recognize that as a retarded plot point <laughs> and, when and it was Eric going on. And does apologize for telling you to do that in the Heavensward story. He does. So. In all fairness, yes, but 
you, it, like it does feel in that moment like god we could have done this and saved ourselves so much trouble does anyone yep. have any thoughts on why because because obviously uh, he has a new he has new armor he has a new spear as well that he calls nidhog and when he does his weird jump into the cannon's pipeline he's like glowing all red and stuff does, does he have like residual nidhog magics or energies or uh, something i think it does think, seem that way i think it's kind of like when um uh, the one person gets uh, infested, like by the dragon. Like when they've Tempered. been made to drink, yeah, they made to drink mm-hmm. dragon blood. I think it's kind of the same thing. He's been permanently afflicted by Nidhog. Uh, yeah, and so he if, just named his new thing Nidhog or no, something. No, I mean like if it's if it's a because you know Nidhog kind of existed in the, as this like kind of voice, voice in, in, in the yeah exactly. He says that when he has one of the eyes that I can't, I always hear him and I always have to struggle against him. Right, and I mm-hmm. and I would think see? even after defeating him, I don't know, maybe maybe that that actually maybe. Maybe that goes away after he destroys the eyes. I don't, Ten, I don't know. We don't know Ten, much Ten that happens after that. He was under the impression Nidhogg was his spear now. So that would be interesting oh, if he named okay. his new spear Nidhogg. That'd be cool. No, or okay. like, no, like, yeah, or let Nidhogg's energy, when he cast it out, he he put it into his well, spear. Well, yeah, because right. he's definitely talking to his spear when he says Nidhogg. Well, that's kind of the same idea as like our animal weapons, is they have a spirit within them. Maybe if sure. Nidhogg is now bound okay, to his spear, right. mm, that'd be cool. I would, because yeah, Nidhogg no, is part that. of him forever, and he could he channel it through his spear so that that way he doesn't become hey, Nidhogg again. Square Enix, that'd be something cool to explore. Well, that's something, that is something that I think... I think he talks about that with either the eyes or the spear that now that uh, with Nidhogg's soul gone, he, there's no longer any concern of him being possessed by it again, but maybe there is residual anger and hatred sure, there that sure. he has to deal with. Um, uh, again, Nidhogg is his penis. <laughs> Good point, Carletta. <laughs> there you go. Solid call. Thanks for that. <laughs> uh, again, uh, pushing into the locks, which I know I've, I, I already said it once, but... Uh, out of all of the zones that we got, the locks was the most impressive. So, like the it's first beautiful. time, beautiful. The first time I walked over and then realized, like, oh, I can't get up. Oh, I gotta walk all the way back around. I was frustrated at the same time, like, yes, yeah, this is what I want. Yeah, actually. like <laughs> I bet. want a little frustration. I, a little bit. I, I appreciated. In order to explore, yeah. yeah, I appreciated the levels in both. They had it in the lock, and they did it very well in Yangsha. But just the different levels that thing existed on. If you uh, if you played eleven, by the way. As soon as you realize that this zone was kind of like 11, it got so easy to navigate it around because like, oh, I need to get all the way up there. I'll bet you I have to go all the way around yep. up through a hidden tunnel in the back somewhere. Yeah. Luckily, sure enough, that's what you got to do. You're right. Luckily, you're right. Nothing strong enough to kill you. No, uh, no. <laughs> um, but I mean, they could have like, honestly, I, I think that, you know, the way that Square Enix does, um, you know, the new zones that they add with an expansion could be done so much better, so much better. I do don't I do not understand why every zone that you add with your MMO has to have some kind of progression in it. I, I loved like when we when we were talking about it before Stormblood came out. I loved the idea of having a glut of zones that you know would be in the. Uh, you know, 65 to 70 range. And then, you know, like more, if you went over to author that those zones were like, you know, 70 and above 70 plus. Yeah. And, and, and I do not understand why square Enix does not want to make their MMO feel like an actual MMO. Like, I really feel like that makes it feel like a single player game to me. Yeah. And it, Someone mentioned in the chat earlier, was like, I, I hit that point where I was like in the Ruby Sea and I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm only level 64. Yeah. 
that's how far in I am. Yeah. And I'm in this zone. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm here now. Like, oh, shit. Exactly. But you knew, like, the next zone was going to be your next level. The next zone was going to be your yep. level after that. And, like... Yeah. But I but I do not like that though. No. Again, again, that makes it feel much more like a single player game mm. than it does for an MMO. You want I think you want an MMO world to feel like something that you're struggling against. Right. And I never again for all of the good zone design that exists in Stormblood, I never once felt that. No, the enemy especially, design wasn't. Especially was. especially with the increased chocobo speed. That didn't help anything at all. I felt like I could just speed past anything oh yeah didn't matter i love the concept of enhanced chocobo speed like oh really a reason to not just fly everywhere that's kind of cool yeah yeah um uh all right if you want to give the uh give the show a call limit break radio on skype 810-515-8715 limitbreakradio.com slash discord um and once we push into alamigo go into that uh you know into that in that final dungeon yeah. and then into right straight into uh royal menagerie um i thought that was that was good i like that it made i would love to have more dungeons that are immediately preceded by a big arena battle a big like fi- that yeah a big uh a big trial, finisher big battle. yes yeah right because it felt like i don't feel like they added another trial battle i feel like it was just an extension of the dungeon mm-hmm. and you get a brief break like from the singularity it. reactor yes was. which was another point uh point where they did it really really well yeah. the uh the, the the battle with king thornton was one that a lot of people applauded well and that's what i really loved about this final fight with xenos as much as like the first two gave me it issues with the plot that followed it the final fight with xenos was a lot of fun to do it was difficult and i enjoyed that it was difficult and i like that square enix is stuck to how difficult they have and i applaud them for that not often we get to applaud them anymore but good call (laughs) it it is nice that we you finish the the dungeon in alamigo and yeah that trial unlocks and you're like oh here we go it feels feels like a final boss fight it does very much so I think that that is very, very true. Um, and, uh, I, dude, I, I have to say that out of all of the, uh, out of all of the dungeons, Alamigo was probably my favorite. Um, I liked, I liked Alamigo uh, the most. I thought it had a lot of nice little touches, like being able to catch up with the, with the main characters and, and stuff yeah, like I that. Mean, but what bothers me is that, you know, the beginning of, was it Siren Song Sea, where you actually have your friends fighting with you on the ship? Like, yeah. why don't we have that? Like, this entire More time often. you see yeah. your, your NPCs, like, fighting in a very contained little hallway, and they don't, like, follow you. It kind of should be like, we kind of catch up to the NPC fighting, we help them kill that, and then they follow you yeah like I how think, cool how cool would that have been yeah like you're and then leading you could your literally lead there? your entire army up to the final xenos fight oh how cool would that achievement have been? if you keep all the npcs alive yes <laughs> or god or, damn it I, I mean like even you could even just do that with some very simple animation that you know uh that that hits after a trash pack is completed mm-hmm. right like we get we get all of these like kind of artificial walls and um you know these things that will unblock the path after right. we finish a a trash pack but imagine if there was uh you know an animation where like maybe one of the walls blows out of the side and your companions come running through and they're just doing something else like they go down a different corridor that you can't go down and you just keep going ahead like it's little things like that that i think would have helped with with immersion feel alive with immersion levels yeah Yeah, absolutely and while that was well done and i did appreciate that it felt like a big skirmish or that it felt like 
a larger battle that um you know little things like that could have been done to to improve the um you know the the entire encounter uh my favorite dungeon actually i think was castrum of bania because of the uh the robot scorpion <laughs> i kept thinking if you attack when its tails up it'll counterattack with its lasers <laughs> no i, I that's thought that's an ff7 reference escalia i thought castrum abanio was a lot of fun the, the first one the, the siren song the sirens yeah was a kind of out of the place and yet i found myself really enjoying that dungeon and i i i can't put my I don't know why. Someone suggested in the chat that it reminded them of Kaya Darva Meyer from Eleven, and yeah. I'm like, okay, uh, yes, I, I can, can see that. See that yes. Actually, yes. Yeah. I mean, yes. it reminds me more. Was it FF six, FF four, wherever it is, where you five. actually like? Oh, five. No, it was five. Obviously, it was five. Obviously, but, like, <laughs> obviously that's why you said it. But, yeah, I just skipped right over it. Um, I love FF five though, but like, it, it felt more you like don't. very reminiscent of older FFs. That's why I liked it. Like, I, there's I, always like that's that ghost ship or the ghost train yeah. or something that like you crash on a ghost island. Like, there's always. Yeah. I, I that I, felt very Final Ghosts. Fantasy to me. Yeah. I, I liked the set piece of having the ship crash into the yeah, island. That was cool. That was definitely very cool and something that we don't see a lot in FF14 that I'd love to see more of. Mm-hmm. And I love that like the NPCs actually fight with you and actually do decent damage. Like yeah. I've parsed during that and I watched the NPCs and Lise actually does more than some of my party members. Oh. And, I'm like, this is, oh. and I was like, why can't we take her into the dungeon? So um, <laughs> uh, when all is said and done, what do you guys see as being the plot threads that we could pick up in 4.1. I have no fucking clue. Other than the fact that Yotsuyu is still alive, I, I don't I don't know why Gotsuyu doesn't just like stab her in the fucking face. I would. I mean, at that point, she shot you yeah. like eight times. He's like sitting there fishing while she's sleeping and he's like, <laughs> she like, unloaded an entire fucking clip into the dude. We saw End of Evangelion. We know how this ends. Yeah. So be unless her he out. has some alternate agenda that yeah, he thinks now he with his hands. for. But like, I don't see, like, I honestly thought we would be contesting areas and fighting for Alamigo for a few patches, much like the Dragon Song War. Yeah. And- so now I'm I'm really confused about what the fuck we're still doing. Like, yeah, Alamigo can rebuild and Doma can rebuild, but like that's something that the people need to do. Nothing that we need to be there to help them fight. Well, so I don't. Right, I don't someone understand. Someone suggested we'll do some stuff with like lease, but no, I'm like no, that's gonna be Ralgar's Reach being our our rebuilding area. Yeah, for this I don't, at least we'll be hanging out happen. somewhere. Okay, well, l- l- let's yeah. look at the clues that we have, right? Because usually what happens post credit is where we can take some semblance of where we're going. And the biggest one was probably the exchange that we saw between the Emperor and oh, a white a little bit, a, a little bit, right? Yeah. White, yeah, yeah, yeah. white guy, yeah, that. yeah, white. Uh, 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 and he, sh- he shows uh, his face. A little bit shows his face, but and the Emperor knows who he is okay, he says you if the emperor is he going said, to do you, didn't he? is going to do something right because that, that's what it has to be unless they're inventing some new threat no, you're right it's gotta be but that to me seems like something we explore in 5.0 okay. why I'm, I'm getting there Nika I'm getting there okay calm Obviously, your tits it feels like it, <laughs> okay we're, we're not gonna go to Garlemald. We know that because they want that to be the 5.0 expansion. Right. So does Garlemald now push back against us? Is, is 4.1 the beginning of Empire Strikes Back? <laughs> Are we gonna see that? Like, you know what? We took yes. out their two territories, and I'm like, all right, you know what? Fuck In, you, Nihilus. We don't know that a little bit is Gaius. Yeah, like, citation needed, it's bro. Speculated, like that. Obviously, because did, didn't the emperor when he showed his face, he said something like, "How dare you?" or something like that. Like, like a little bit took someone's body as a vessel. So, can don't, can Asians do that? I thought so. Well, they, I mean, they, I mean, that's how Lahore did to Thancred. That's yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. And I and I think there was also like so now the speculation is 
can, do they, can they be dead bodies and they take over dead bodies or like how does this work we don't really know but I feel like it's somebody that the emperor is going to be pissed off that, that he has the body of for, how, how would you guys feel them. about that if, if, if Elidibus was Gaius um, that would be an interesting him, full circle it, moment yeah if, if he like straight up hived him I I would be I think I would be really pissed because that would mean that a prediction that Nell made a long time ago <laughs> was is right. Yeah. Nell would get to definitely hold her head high on that yeah. one. Also, also that is a good point. In the summoner quest, the last the last set of summoner quests, they did do it with the dead brother of the the main character in the summoner quest. So they're actually that is a thing they could do. Okay. So do you think that there if that's true, do you think that taking control of a body like what type of benefits would would, would he get Gaius's memories? Would he have access to what Gaia or Gaius knows then? Like what's the point of taking Gaius's I body? Think, I think he does because if Gaius is dead, it's, it's not like he's like, oh, I get to use his status and stuff, you know, back home in the Empire. Wait a minute, hang on. Didn't wasn't Elidibus the one who really sort of set plans into motion for Gaius? Like, weren't they weren't they connected at one point? Was that the white ass or, or the La first? Or I don't. I, think it was La Brea, I don't wasn't fucking. It? Rem- it may have been La Brea. La Brea. Yeah. The one yeah. that took over Thinker was the one yeah, doing right. the entire story yeah. of ARR. Yeah, I don't feel like we started seeing Elidibus until the end of and, ARR. And a little, yeah, you're right. A little, a little bit. Uh, because i feel like a lot of the times when we've sort of seen or perceived pieces of olidibus's uh agenda they've kind of in a weird way maybe not been aligned with ours but they've kind of been on on the same scope as what ours have been um, well, I, I think I think we don't really know what game Elidibus is playing mm-hmm. at the moment. No, uh, you we know, don't. Um, and and yeah, the the distinction between the assy because there's he's he's not necessarily working towards the same machinations that the other Assians are even Correct. working at. See, I always I always I always got the. Uh, uh, the idea from him that he wanted the same end result as the other Asians, but he was going about it in a completely different way. Yeah. Well, I, the, I mean, the Asians, their eternal thing is kind of is Zodiac and right. getting him summoned and making all that happen for him. But. So is he just, I mean, uh, look, obviously he is different from the other Asians. He is in white that uh, that will obviously make mm-hmm. that signifies him, that he is different from the black. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> he considers I'm just, himself not, that maybe, <laughs> maybe not saying. the weak to do that. I'm just saying that's your, that, that was uh, your words. Uh, doesn't uh, someone's pointing out in the chat, doesn't uh, ukulele work for Elidibus in some way too? I believe that yes, is correct. It yes. was ukulele who was sent by Elidibus. So, okay. So, knowing knowing that, right, like, I feel like it doesn't make sense for him to be actively working against the other Asians, right? Like, why? Why would he, why would he want to what would he gain from betraying the other Asians? Right. That's totally unclear. But I but don't think... He easily could have his own agenda, though. Well, see, this is why I think that... that then he, why would he technically be an ass? Like, what defines someone as an Asian? Yeah, we don't know if that. if he's working against the other Asians, that, why wouldn't the other Asians be trying to take him out? Exactly. That's why I think that their end game is similar, and that's why they allow him to continue his game. Also, I don't yeah. think that Yuri Andre would have aligned himself in any means if he didn't believe in something that was going on on that side see but that i think that's the point is that 
Olidibus is uh, uh, yeah working towards the same goal as the rest of the Asians, but his means to that end are so different and stark in contrast from what the other Asians are doing that a character like Urian J d- cannot divine his true intentions. Right. Yeah. Someone suggested, uh, Mosvani in the chat suggesting, uh, seems like the other Asians want the pendulum to swing all the way over to Zodiac, whereas Elidibus is aiming for more of a balance between Heidelin and Zodiac. Maybe his goals aren't necessarily so extreme, which would explain why he's have, why he would send Uno Kalhai to fight against the Warring Triad. And us. it would also explain why the other Asians wouldn't want to take him out, at least until they get towards that middle point. Yeah. If he's still helping them get away from the Warrior of Light and Heidelin controlling everything, he's still useful to them. For now. They just need to go further than he point. wants it. Yeah. But I mean, Heidelin is shattered at this point. Like, Heidelin is like... Are we winning or are we losing? It's hard to say. Like, Heidelin, I, we know Heidelin's weakened, but at the same time, the Void isn't consuming everything anymore, so it's not all bad. That's true. Like the, the we're not we're not dealing with concerns of the void spreading right now, right? Which is sort of the celestial concern as we learned from the warriors. Of right, darkness. exactly. Yeah. So I see this is at the same time like it's kind of frustrating that so much got wrapped up in Stormblood, and it's kind of refreshing just to have be able to have an open mind about where things can go again because we haven't had that in a long time. That's true because I mean Heaven's Word, we knew we had the roadmap. Like yeah, like at the end of Heaven's Word, it was setting up the Dragon Song War. Yeah. We knew that the Dragon Song War was coming next. It set up the Warriors of Darkness. Darkness. We knew that the Warriors of Darkness would be coming next. There's just nothing set up and here. The reason that that kind of scares me. Is this idea that when 4.1 comes, it's just some completely, absolutely new story? But I actually, and there's like no connection back to 4.0. That's but I what actually, I'm about. no, like I actually think that that might be a good opportunity for them to set some new, to some new, new shit in motion. Yeah, maybe we can get some shit done back in Eorzea. I'm like solving the Lolorito problem. How long has maybe. it been since we've been in Eorzea doing something of consequence? Wow! Yeah, it has been. Yeah, where like, we were. It's two point five five. I mean, it, like, was it the Raubon jailbreak? I mean, jailbreak, yeah, three point I'll be honest. Every time I have to go back for a job quest to old zones, I'm like, I oh, mean, this is fucking Ishgard weird. Is part of yours, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, technically, yeah. I mean the three old old. Yeah, ones. you mean two point oh. The, the OG alliance. But I mean, yeah. like even being sent back to like Heaven's Word areas, you're like, oh man, like, it is weird when you have you to know go I, there. You're like, wow, like, it's like empty. going back to full on two point zone, two point oh zones. Like w- the the odd times that you do have to go back to them. Mm-hmm. When I was Feels doing the Red Mage quest, yeah, you're like in Thanaland. You're like, hmm, hmm, this was a zone I used to go to. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I don't go to Maybe more like the same requests take you to every single nation also. Yeah, the only thing that's an exception to that is Costa del Sol for every event they ever do. Oh, I gotta do that still. You don't. <laughs> you really don't. Th- there's a song. There's a song. I gotta get the song. I'm not even doing it for the song. No. But Diablo, so, she's sweet gear, guys. Shut the fuck <laughs> up, Nika. Um, I thought Juxta you're the one who always says glamour is a true end game so yeah and if Juxta is saying it's a waste of time take fucking note but this, the, yeah. I mean the, the bottoms are really useful if you need a skirt look oh jeez okay, I mean, no except they get stuck with the fucking stockings if the stockings yeah. are part of the shoes I wouldn't oh care oh my god guys and it's stupid shut up <laughs> 
Um, so uh, I kind of wanted to talk about some of the some of the characters broad stroke, but we've we've really kind of hit on most of them, except I think for Dola, because I, you know, there was this statement that Yoshi P had made that was like one of the villains is going to be like the biggest badass ever. I thought they said that was Zenos. He said, they said Zenos. He specifically really? said we were going to hate him, that Zenos is going to be a big badass and we were going to love to hate him. I don't I, hate him at all. No, I, I'm so ambivalent about Zenos. I, I just nothing him. In fact, at the very end, like after like his whole big thing, and he offs himself. I'm just kind of like, like like those last few cutscenes because I didn't fucking give a shit every time he left us. But those last few cutscenes up in the menagerie, I was actually kind of like, you're kind of cool. Respect, man. Um, yo, I mean, I didn't even hate Yotsoyu that much. Oh, like, she was my character. I love to hate. I cool. hate. I love to hate her. No, but, and but and I, looking at what happened to her, I get it. No, see, okay, well, can we wait? Can we stop there for a second? And I'm going to tell you, as a woman on this cast right here, right now, I can tell you, I am so sick of the trope that when a woman gets raped, it put it gives her power. Like I am so fucking tired of that. Like a woman can be strong without having rape in her past like fucking and not every woman who gets raped becomes a total psycho bitch nugget and i really hate that that's what they chose to do with yotsuyu i wish she was just a bitch for being a bitch and not trying to be like oh no she's a woman so she was raped and that makes her strong like fuck that bullshit i'm so tired of it yeah i think that's fair every single character in fucking game of thrones let me tell you cersei gets raped she's powerful daenerys gets raped she's powerful sansa gets raped she has a turnaround like fuck all of that like that is not i'm I'm so tired of it i I think juxta would like to tell you why you're wrong now go ahead juxta mansplain it please (laughs) please 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 mansplain to me um, no, I, I, I <laughs> was like, no, man, <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to touch that one. I can't even, well, argue. you do you, wouldn't that be for Dola then? For Dola, I actually was more sympathetic for because I feel like she's a character really? who was, yes, yeah. she was born in the empire. She knew nothing but the empire and they promised her, if you do this, you know, if you stick with the Alamegans, we're going to either kill you, make your life hell, whatever. If you join us, we're going to give you an easy life. And she's probably like, uh, what's the most practical way to live in torture and enslavement and watching all of my family die or live in the highlands? Yeah, and like, I thought that, right down to the very yeah. end, when you are literally on Xenos's doorstep, she's still like, you fucked it all up. Yeah, no. Like, you're like, Dude, like in a no. couple hours, we're going to have freed Alamigo, and then everybody's right. free. And but she's just like, no, fuck you. That's why I thought she was super interesting. The whole yeah, time we yeah. enjoyed her, we had to watch her further compromise herself away yes. to ally with the Garlands. Even when she, and when she, by the time she realized that she was in the wrong, she'd come way okay, too far. Which, which, which I actually think makes her a more hateable character. Has she right. realized yeah. she's wrong yet? Yeah. Where did no, that yes. happen? I think when, uh, when, when she made she the decision to kill her own, kill her own men, yeah. I think on she some level, she knew like I've chosen the wrong side but I can't go back yeah Mm. she's basically she hesitated she's like I can't believe I'm doing this she's like but I made my choice I'm doing it once you've made that decision to do it she's like well now I'm stuck I stick uh, with it and 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 this is another point of praise for me that is a subversion of of a trope and expectation that we see a lot where there's uh, an evil character that is uh, you know given given a a decision that they have to make like a, a big decision that they have to make and they can't do it right, right. like they're the good side comes out of that right and you never that. never saw that with fordola yeah, exactly and i that's why i enjoy it and, and i like and i liked, I liked her, her as a lot more than yotsuyu because of those kinds of character choices okay. yeah and i liked her as a character much more and i thought she was way more hateable um than than yotsuyu was because I I, I I was i love to hate to hate for Dola. The yeah. Yotsuyu, I just yes. feel like was she could have been so much more. Because she's, she's yelling, you know, you <laughs> fucked it up. This is over with. And that's because in her mind, like, if this works, 
then everything that she has done is completely in vain. Yeah. She is yep. completely and wrong. And she realizes the monster she was she, because to her, the, the ends will justify the right, means, right. but they got to that same end and without what, using my means. Exactly. That so makes it, me a monster. Her, yeah, only, her only out mentally at this point is for the resistance to fail at that point and for her to say, like, right. see, I was right. You did fuck it up. That, she is, can't have this work. This that's and, and, and that psychology is just an extension of what, you know, like the, the whole bootlicking fascists do right. right like and and i think that's what made it a, at least a little bit more relatable for me and much more easily hateable yeah. right like to, to nika's point you'd so you like there was a definite reason why she had become the person that she had become by the end of that storyline and i I did not like that. Like outside, Nika, you put it very succinctly, and I, I, I can't really add anything to that point. But I think giving her a reason at all that she would have turned on her people or that she would have that that her cruelty was driven from one act or one point or one it was like sing- hatred towards her mother selling her out and like her put into you know slavery and sex. Slavery it and would have been far more interesting if she had been in a loving family that like she just developed this cruelty right like I, I agree very much I think that would have been way more fucking interesting to see how her cruelty you know even in being adopted into this into this family how her cruelty may have come out in uh, against maybe the brother or the right. mother yeah but we didn't see any of mm-hmm. that none of that happened there was it would have gr- made sense for it her would've. to like, kill her mom or some bullshit too and she you know it was it was weird but and no, I, oh, oh god no man Matricide, that's too dark. That's too dark <laughs> for Final Fantasy. But but I feel like that's why Fordola was so much more interesting as a character to me, just because like she really just wanted to live an easy life and she figured the Empire was the best way to do it. I didn't and get the she, she wanted came, to be an easy life. Probably, oh, dude, the, the, in her backstory, they told it actually says like the Empire promised her a free education and all this bullshit. Yeah, if she she didn't want an that. easy life, though. She wanted like a no, good it's, life. It's, it's basically like free education working for the people who are in power. And like having th- that easy road or being possibly killed or enslaved for well, the rest of your life. Right. Which one sounds easier to you? Right. No, it's, it's that you're promised that you won't be a second class citizen like yeah. all Amigans are. If you come, you know, you're, you are seen as a garland. We, of course, know. And she, of course, went on to find out that's not at all the case. Right. That's like, not see, what's going to happen. Th- th- that was my thing with Fordola. <laughs> and, Fordola, and, and, I think, was probably born into a great family and she just made bad choices. And I, I find that much more interesting as a character. The, the, the one problem that I did have with Fordola when she's like, you know, I'm trying to help our people, blah, 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 was the idea that, that individ- like individual right for Dola, if you were being recognized as a garlean that doesn't help for all the farmers and shit out there like like how is that supposed to help them whereas the resistance does save everybody if they win if you win you really just save yourself and okay maybe like your family or some friends but that's, right. that's another aspect of her character and why it's why you can hate her because you're right her motivations are at the end of the day selfish even yeah. though whether she, she realizes it or not, whether she realizes it or admits it, they right. are selfish. And well, what we're and what Lisa's aiming for, and what the resistance is aiming for, is more benevolent. And and I think the fact that you know she is maybe the one thread that's left off of the plot line where it's like no you're gonna live and watch us rebuild Alamigo yes your I punishment think, will be to see that you were wrong oh, right I hope I th- she comes back bigger and better than I ever. think yeah by the end of 3.5 she still has Naruto eye powers yeah exactly and if she the still Asians got the decide, Deus Ex Machina if the Asians decide they want to use her as a puppet that could be real interesting well, well I'm, I'm sure that they're gonna but effectively all that she has is our ability well she has well, like when we because our ability to see like 
hit the red circle on the ground where an AOE is going to hit. That's all her ability is. Right. That's what she has. Interesting interpretation of it, by the She's way. She's a warrior of light. Well, no, they've. I've actually talked about that point that our ability to see AOEs has, coming is yes, our she echo. Has yeah, she has like fake really? echo. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, well, because Urianja, yeah, it's Urianja who explains it. They're basically so in tune with the aether that they can essentially, or that we can essentially sort of uh, um, anticipate anticipate what something's going to do before they do it. Yeah, right. I just, I, I just yeah, didn't, basically all of that didn't can make the, the connection. Like the reason yeah. why we sense. like can go back to home points and we don't it's, actually die and we 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 raise every time. Like yeah, that's all part of the echo. It's a, it's a cool way to give a lore reason to AOEs on the ground. Absolutely. Yeah. Fair and enough. That, and that's basically what she has. She has that ability now. Yeah. I think my favorite part about Fredola's character is when they had that plot twist revealing that she actually is Yida. <laughs> anyway, anyway, no, I, if if there's anything that I can see coming back around and and playing a role in upcoming uh, uh, upcoming patches, I think Fordola just kind of sitting there in jail. Like I, I have to imagine that because she's got you know she's got the the fake echo yeah. right that they're probably going to have to hold her in a special chamber which means that like there's eventually going to be a scene of like her in this like magneto like chamber (laughs) that we have to like go visit her in and she breaks out and and it's you know the guy we're with has too much iron in his blood and she tears it out and escapes yeah there you go i'm i'm it dude if that scene happens holy shit i'm into it no is the one there (laughs) yes that's what they were experimenting on with cryle they were making it so that she can use her to escape there you go i hope that there's because Cry was essentially one of the ones they were sucking, I guess, the, the Aether, Aether out, out of, to yep. give Fordola her powers. Nice how we save Cryle, but no one else in those pods. <laughs> no, we right. save the important But I, I hope there's some type of adverse effect to Cryle being in there. Like, she can't use Aether now or or, or something. Or she's lost some part of her Something power. happens, yeah. yeah now, doesn't Cryle have part of the Echo, too? Like, Cryle <gasps> and Menphilia both have Echo. That's yeah. right. I think that's Kryle, right. Cryle, Menphilia, and Ysail, I think, are the only other people we've ever met with Echo, because right? Because Cryle Well, no, there was seen... that one guy with the X on his face. Yeah. He's got the echo as well. I, I, I don't know his, Arden, his name, but uh, but no, because if you think about it, in all the cutscenes thereafter with Kryle, she still seemed even after rescued visibly shaken. Yeah, so I wouldn't put it past them that yeah, her echo is gone, but she just doesn't have you know the guts to tell us. Well, I mean. I hope that's what it is because having absolutely no consequence for her being abducted is very scary. I mean, like, yeah, like, (laughs) is is she just the new Minfilia? Like, what the fuck is happening? Like, are we just going to have members of our party kidnapped at random points to (laughs) to to make us go and and and, you know, like propel us forward? Like, it just it's very odd. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we do, we always have our kidnapping MacGuffin. Yeah, it, it is. It is like, and now Minf- now that Minfilly is gone, somebody else has got to fill that role. I still what, better the, what better than the potato? I still thought that like the the Kryle abduction wasn't a necessary MacGuffin. I think we would have been willing to go attack the Garleans anyway. Yeah, yeah. probably. I, yeah. I feel like you know what it did. We probably would have gone and done that. Y- you know what it did though is it gave a little bit more urgency to Alphino and Alize. Yeah, it and, gave them and, a and, purpose. And going back to earlier when I said there was a lot of nice moments with them, like when you saw them like falling asleep on each other in uh, the house of the fierce or when alice thought that um i want you to know i handled that very maturely and didn't make any <laughs> jokes about it when uh when alice thought the elf no was there was dead. no cersei jamie jokes there at no, all no of course not of i would i did not. not do seven consecutive tweets about it the, the how dare you Elfino and lannister the only thing that i would have liked to see better is when she thought elfino was dead and she wanted to like rush in uh whoever we was with was like oh no 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 
think of everyone else and she's like oh okay i would have actually liked to see her lose her cool and been like no fuck that i'm finding yeah, my brother I, yeah, especially fuck you, with the in. two of them i feel yeah. like that with how close they are that if one thing happens to the other one like honest to god i want one of them to die so the other one will become will fuck oh, their please shit. Kill i, I Elf want to see now. it I, I want. I, I don't care which one. I feel like one of them needs to die so the other one will flip their shit. And I just. I want to see yeah. it happen. No, I think. I, and I think it should be Alpha now. I, I've had enough of it. What about now. the part where they merge back together to reform Louis Swan? <laughs> <laughs> When's that part coming? <laughs> Form of Louis oh, Swan. <laughs> yeah, they do the fusion dance and become Louis Swan. <laughs> Oh my God! Can wow. we make that a thing? And we just get please, just when we, we just when Can we th- someone write that fan fiction, please. Just, oh God, just when we fan thought, fiction oh now. God, no, please. Oh my God! Just when we thought FF14 couldn't get any dumber. Um, I few. <laughs> um, are we gonna get to see the return of ukulele? Uh, good question. He's technically just still down Chilling the out at rising the rising stones. stones the rising right? stones. Yeah, he's still yeah. around. He's, he didn't go anywhere. Like, he's, he's an honorary member of the science that they're going to keep not with the rest of the science in case you chose not to do the boring triad. You know what? You know what? <laughs> he's in one of those fucking pods that we didn't bother rescuing. <laughs> Damn. Oh no. oh, no. Ukulele. We just lost our friend. Along with Matoya and, no. and all of our other old friends that we don't visit or Give talk about anymore. Up, uh, anymore. Anyone that you stop paying attention to goes in the pod. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe Brita didn't really die, and that's where she is, and we just left her. Oh, shut Very up! No, no, it's true. It's true. She's just in like three different pods, you know. Explode up! No, no, hold on. That would make sense because how else would Urianje have made a accurate representation without access to the body? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because he's felt, he has body. seen and felt every part of her. you know. According to Moon, according to Moon Brita, no, he was always holding out. I mean that's true. She was basically chasing him, and he didn't realize he left her till she died. Hey, maybe Too he's bad, into so maybe he's into necrophilia. So now he's all about that. Yeah, oh, sit back and crack open a cold one. Oh, and Hori <laughs> Boulder, Hori Boulder. Hori oh, Boulder, they're my favorite. He didn't have that much ether to deal with. He must have had a big I feel pod. Like he would warrant getting captured anyway. He and Anor, I love them. Anor, Anor wants that ass. <laughs> Clearly, wants, wants that D, yo. He puts the whore into Hori Boulder. Anor is a girl. That I, I just I I mean, yeah. Uh, you could you could put you could put all of our adventuring friends into those pods, That's but the right. only person that we care about is Cryo, apparently. Don't we bother to get out. That, oh my god, that, that didn't seem weird to anyone else. We have troops to get out the less importance. Yeah, we call them Uggos. <laughs> uh, all right well i think that i think that is, is that good just, i think that's just about everything i think we did, it. I think we did. wait what? what about grinwalt we didn't really talk about yeast lease at all yeah <laughs> we didn't talk about uh you know who Lise. else did talk about lease square enix interesting Ooh. um i i think she was a not a great character she suffered the same problem that every other main character suffers they get boring once they're a main character but to be fair I think the problem again came with the whole Doma side thing because once you go to Doma the spotlight's on the Doman characters and Hian that's right she does fade into the background until until because what I what I appreciate about Lise is that when she came out as Lise when she's no longer Yida if you look at the way she acted through Stormblood and the way she was in A Realm Reborn and even the little bit that we saw in Heaven's Ward she she is a different person. Like there is a marked yeah. difference between the way she acts after the loss of Papalimo. She's not goofy and bubbly and giggly anymore. You're or like right. like headstrong and just like we gotta punch everything. <sighs> I miss well, that Lise. Well, I, I don't know. I actually hated Lise when she was Ida. I felt oh. like she was 
because because I mean she was trying to hide amongst the, right. the, the scholars and I could tell for, from the beginning that she did not earn that tattoo mm-hmm. I'm like she is an idiot she's stupid why is she here she so tell I, from the I, beginning I, guys so Nika you're saying that there was because Yida had better ass than so, her. so so what you're saying Nika is that you also saw a difference between Yida and then when she came out as Lise Yes, but in a better way. Right. That's, that's well, fine. I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not still saying one side okay, is I'm either saying, yes. is, is I'm good or bad. I'm just saying the opposite of what you guys are saying but, is that I actually hated her before and no, I thought no, no, that no, now no, no, that no, she no. was able to Wait, be that's just me. herself. Hold on. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't say that okay. one side was good or bad, just that there was a change and there needed to be. Because if you're pretending oh. to be someone else, of, well, yeah, course, of course there should be a fucking She's change She's pretending to be her sister and she was pretending to, and she was also not, yes. not trying to say things that would hint at who she was and yeah. what she was doing there and the fact that she was actually like hiding blah blah blah. By the way, like, if her old form was to be goofy, giggly, and an idiot, that's a nice critique of her sister, isn't it? Yeah, kind of. Well, no, I think that Lisa's still kind of stupid. Like, she was trying to pretend that she was smart and Lisa, I still don't think, is an intelligently like scholarly book smart character she absolutely is not even to this day like you still see that however i do think that she was finally able to like let her past come back full circle and kind of grow as a character and i actually like lise a lot more now that she was able to like take control of the resistance and become this strong female lead character that i wish more females in this game were without having and a penis put in her that's true exactly <laughs> yes without being raped believe it or not and i feel like i like her so much now i want to cosplay her and i actually before <sighs> i hated either and now I really want to cosplay her for the next fan fest. Can we just say that there was absolutely no point for Yida turning into Lise when they could have just added Lise alongside of Yida? Like, what narrative purpose did, oh, Yida was actually her sister all along serve? I, see, now, I actually agree with you unless Yida was Yida in 1.0. If Yida was actually Yida in She's 1.0. Not, she wasn't. Though. I know. I know. And that's pretty much confirmed through through the story. But if but, she had been, I think that that's a much more compelling point and gives you gives us as the player my issue, a, 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 an actual attachment to Yida. Like as as my issue is that Yida needs to be a character. I don't feel like now that we're like, oh well, Yida was this character we didn't know existed. Now if Yida's actually dead, it serves zero purpose. I feel like Yida needs to come back and be a plot point for Lise. And if she doesn't, then I feel like it's very pointless. you know it could be really interesting in a patch if Yida does come back somehow and in the narrative perspective that she brings with us turns everything on its fucking head. Yes, I agree. Like that somehow, would be interesting. Somehow she's like working for a different side because of a certain reason that we didn't even know about, and she brings some total revelation along with her. What that would be really cool. Yida is a litibus. I was just about to say that. <laughs> but th- you know, I, I thought that for half a second, but the emperor wouldn't give a shit at that point. So. That is I, true. I think he would recognize her though. Would but he? he wouldn't he wouldn't would be like, he? Oh, yeah. would he? why would he why would he um, wouldn't he have no, marched she was just the a teenager that escaped oh, no what yeah. if Olybus is their father though dun 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 what emperor what? My, uh, uh Lee and Yida's father he was actually a leader of the resistance so the emperor would recognize him why would he say how dare you though? yeah he was like yeah. how dare you I have, yeah, that, I have no idea that that could be in the uh, how in, in relation to something that we just don't know about yet the, the how dare you line seems to imply at least to me that there's a the, personal the per- yeah the person it, that it's personal and he's using it now to manipulate the empire the emperor but yeah. do we do we necessarily have to know what that is upon knowing who Elizabeth no, is? No, we don't. Because uh, I think I think likely candidates for that might be uh, Sid's father. Interesting. Sid's uh, that was my first. Uh, Sid's what, father. Yes. 
right? Because mm-hmm. uh, Sid's father worked very closely with the Garlean Empire, uh, died before any of the events of FF14, right. if I'm not mistaken. And I could make Sid relevant again. <laughs> but it would be one of the only people that I could name where taking their body or taking their form would mean as much to the Empire as it would eventually mean to the player character down the line. What about the Empire's wife? The Emperor's, the Emperor's wife? wife? Yeah. Emperor's that, wife. Mm. Uh, but I, th- I feel like, I guess it's never... We don't even know who that is. Dated. It's fair. No, but we do know that Xenos exists, so that means a mother must exist, too. Um, however... I, d- dude, the Garleans, like- Garleans, we don't know that much about Garlean culture. They Mika. reproduce asexually. No, th- you know what? For all we know, Garleans could have harems. For all we know... Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Like, there, there are some cultural practices that they could throw in there that would m- make it a little bit different. I mean, we know already that the Garleans are involved with all kinds of different studies and technologies. I mean, you know, if they're they're closely looking at their own genes to figure out why the fuck they can't perform magic. So if you think that they're not you know, they don't have some breeding farm somewhere that has <laughs> that has like fucking gallons of the the emperor's jizz. Like that, I'm that that's gonna be one of our dungeons in five. You know, they probably do. Now that you think about it, like they are very genetically, scientifically super. Like, all of that, yeah, yeah. Castrum vast deference. What if the emperor's wife is Lucia, who is Yida? <laughs> oh my god! God damn it! Um, All right, I want to be done now. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't really see at this point a good way to put Yida back into the story because uh, ostensibly she's dead. I did like the yeah, idea. I honestly felt that she should have been part of the empire in this patch like yeah. in the, yeah. she should have somehow but whether she was either captured and forced to work for them or somehow turned around or stated they broke her mind so far that she was on the uh, opposing side i think that would have take, done something take fordola out put yida in fordola's place in the narrative and i think like boom you've really got something compelling there then we have a point for yeast at least. I, I, and, I mean, and what it really does. Like, uh, is had they they should have started the experimentation like on Fordola before the expansion even started, and what we saw was a progression of that. So she could have something over her face. That way, we never really knew at first it was Yida, and then that way, when it's revealed through I don't know coming off of a battle, that would have been a pretty crazy. Yeah, reveal. and that she'd been not only so far ex- like broken, but the experiments and as well have all been like fucking with her to a point where she finally just believes that she's part of the empire yeah, well, that, she's that more one machine dude, now than man well that what yeah. that fucking one guy that we fight at the uh at the end of uh the doma castle i i can't remember his yeah, name that, going, that, that's the that's yeah oh uh, yes bro. Oh, yeah, he, he, he becomes so far like experimented it and bullshitted on that like he was a, a machine i know that, that broke my heart because like he was never a great character but every he time, was horrible character. every time he showed up like he started to sort of just be like my own personal mascot he was the comic relief i'm like, I'm like <laughs> here comes scuro again you <laughs> lovable imbecile <laughs> Dude, and then, I was so ready on. to kill him. I, right, but no way, because then when Yatsui was like, bring out, and then whatever she said, and I just knew it was him. I'm like, no, they didn't. They didn't. And yeah. he's just, I'm like, oh, Skrull, how far have you uh, fallen? I mean, I always thing. wondered why Yotsuyu kept him around in her um, employ anyway, because she clearly, like... He was so incompetent. All he wanted he to was. do was but go home. I think home. she clearly just wanted to experiment on him. And get that darn Aorzean. She knew that he was so loyal that she could use him to anything that she wanted. That yeah. darn warrior of light. I'll get her someday. That, that, his <laughs> death, his his transformation his death is probably the most heartbreak I've suffered in this game. <laughs> He's my hearts and farts. He, he is. Oh Gr- Grinwald is my hearts and farts. Yeah. Um, all right. We have go- actually run over our time. 
time for today. You're welcome. Um, so, but I think I think that actually covers most of the aspects of Stormblood that I thought were were Important, really interesting yeah. from uh, a narrative perspective. If, if anyone wants any particular uh, thoughts or questions answered specifically, go ahead and email us your MSQ related questions. That's something we can explore over the next few episodes. That's right. Hosts at LimitBreakRadio.com is where you can do that. We invite uh, all of your emails, especially our podcast listeners. We know that there are tons of you. So uh, feel free to send us an email, hosts at LimitBreakRadio.com. Let us know what you thought about Stormblood. Uh, and again, on the other side of that, after this conversation, still ranks uh still ranks about a c plus in my in my book yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh, i i like it more than heaven's ward but less than ar i still give it a solid b d plus i'd give a b to the girabania side and like yeah a d minus to I the agree. Uh, Doma side. i totally agree uh, if Which i comes out to about a c yeah if i never have to go back to kagome ever i will not <laughs> hate that shit Hingashi. you're gonna have to go back next patch oh my god Please don't. Oh, by the way, I oh. also hate, 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 hate that they fucking assimilated Tataru into one of them. Damn it. She's like no, wearing she's the little t- robe and hair okay, and everything. She's Fuck wearing off, a kimono. Fuck but she's totally, no, she's totally in control. She go, she, I was like, she just takes on the she's persona. She's got that guy wrapped around her finger. And it's terrible. I don't know why it took me until this late in the narrative, but I put it together that like Tataru is like the Scion's version of Kuki for us. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it took, yeah, me, it took me a while. I don't know why. I don't know why that took me that long, but uh, yeah, that's uh, like. Is Kuki going to make Kuki, clothes for us now? Kuki's like our Tataru. She's going to make Kuki cookies. That's right. And also <laughs> awesome outfits for all of us. Hop to it, Kook. Because you're on top of all of the other things that you do for us. (laughs) Anyway, all right, that's going to do it here for uh, Limit Break Radio, guys. Thanks so much for joining us today. It was a fun episode. Finally, actually getting to talk about uh, the game, and uh, it was uh, it was great hearing from our one caller. So thank you so much to Brohamet or Bro Bro Bro, yeah Brohamet of uh, of the Crucible of the Crucible. Wait, didn't we also? No, was that that, no? That was on Final Encounter. Yeah, no, that was we just had the one call today nika it's all right that's okay we'll be around next sunday although we will be on skype so our call-in capabilities will be a bit limited but uh we will uh we will be taking your calls next week uh that's sunday starting at 4 p.m here on twitch.tv slash limit break radio that's gonna do it here for limit break radio today LimitBreakRadio.com is our website you can head there and find a full archive of our show all 120 25 episodes new episodes come out on tuesday so make sure that you check your podcast feed on tuesdays check out some of our other shows including checkpoint radio at checkpointradio.com and final encounter cast at final if you like the way that we talk about ff14 you'll love the way that we talk about video games as a whole so make sure you check those out checkpointradio.com and final we're done here on limit break radio today i want to thank my crew kooky Persona, who was uh, answering calls today, as well as my in-studio crew, Juxtaposition, Kahlo Landis, Escalia Rayumasa, and Nika Kayanian. I'm Nero. Keep listening.
Limit Break Radio is a production of LimitBreakRadio.com and Bender Media Productions. This episode was produced by Kyle Landis, Juxtaposition, Escalia Rayamasa, Nika Kayanian, and Kuki Persona. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. Funding for Limit Break Radio is provided by Miri Kennett, Satori Komeji, Dark Flux, Null Package, Share a Heart Slot, Nexian Theta, Brian Alexander, Tommy Carlson, and fellow Limit Break Radio listeners. To support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. Opening music in this episode from Daniel Lambie. Listen to Man with a Machine Gun and other great tracks at facebook.com slash Daniel Lambie Metal Gamer. Closing music in this episode provided by Husky by the Geek. Listen to this and other great Final Fantasy XIV and video game rock covers and original music at facebook.com slash Husky by the Geek. In-game graphics for Limit Break Radio's Twitch stream are provided by Diamond Multimedia. Check out their line of AMD graphics cards and other hardware at diamondmm.com. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content. 